What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. and gentlemen nerds of all kind welcome back to band wow 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 look at that somebody just chiming in right off the bat tunny did it it's tunny's fault anyway welcome back to bandwagon nerds it is uh another glorious day here in the nerdosphere and we have a really fun packed bandwagon here today as you guys may have heard last week our fearless leader patrick o'dowd probably getting an earful from the lod right about now because they couldn't get on Rise of the Resistance because Pat stayed off property. But, you know, <laughs> hey, it's all good. But uh, Pat is at the, at the it's not the House of Mouse down there. It's like the Land of Mouse down there. And he is, uh, he is enjoying himself for the holidays in the Magic Kingdom, Disney World. But that doesn't mean that the rest of us got the weekend off. Oh, no. We are here to deliver to you all the greatest in the world of nerdo stuff. Nerdo whatever it is. But I, anyway... I am the lawyer, Dave Unger. I am not here alone. I'm going to welcome in the my associates here today, of which there are many. First, I'm going to start with the man with the longest active streak going as far as bandwagon nerds, the man who coined the phase resting heel face, the one and only live studio <laughs> audience, 
PC Tony. Tony, how the hell are you doing, man? Oh, I'm great. It's been a long time since we've worked together, Dave. Um, <laughs> great to be back. While. Yeah, well, Patrick O'Dowd is away, and you know we can talk about whatever we want. Yeah, we're this show is going to be very heavy to talk about wrestling storylines, especially AEW, because Patrick would love oh, that. Boy. I told, let me, before I, well, let me, let me go through this. I, I was know. kidding. I, I was know. kidding. I know. Uh, welcoming back to the show, the Reverend Raymond S. Cashington, the only, I, I, I will just, you know, you're the only variant here today, Ray. How are you doing, buddy? I feel like they feel when uh, Bob Barker tells them to come on down from Price is Right. <gasps> me? <gasps> I'm good. I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, it's uh, it's always good to be around you, gentlemen. And I am going to welcome back to the show one of our favorite on and off again guests, the one and only DJ from the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, who I told privately today that if we don't get Patrick O'Dowd to throw his phone in frustration at Mickey at some point during this podcast, we've probably failed. DJ, how are you doing, man? I am hanging in there, buddy. Yeah, a little tired, a little uh, vo- gravelly voice. We went to a hard rock show last night, so I'm uh, I'm muddling through. Um, but I, I will do my part in, in making sure that Patrick O'Dowd flings his phone across the mouse house today. That's what we have to shoot for, you know. I just, just you know, you know, this. I can't wait to see the YouTube video. Man gets banned for throwing fan at, phone at mouse. It's gonna be fucking epic. <laughs> go bandwagon nerds goes viral for all the wrong reasons, but. Yeah, this should be a good show. Uh, it is the last show before the Thanksgiving holiday, That, but the four of us are here to talk about. We got Doom Patrol. We're going back into the craziness, as I called it on the rundown. Uh, it's going to be a two-man conversation because the other two guys have not seen Doom Patrol yet. So, Tony, I assume you saw it. Otherwise, I'm going to be talking to myself, and that's really going to suck. I watched it. You're the man. Skip it. <laughs> uh we've got five trailers to watch all of them are pretty pretty good i think a good mix of things all of them have some interest for us and then we've got some news around the nerdosphere including some big big news coming out of marvel this week so we got some stuff to discuss but we are going to kick things off today by jumping back into doom patrol i'm going to play some doom patrol music which of course you guys won't hear because i still haven't figured that out I don't know. It's something to do with my stupid mixer, but we're going to play the music and then wait, before we get to music though, I got to ask you guys, I got zero feedback on the new theme for bandwagon nerds for this season. Nothing heard nothing about it. I didn't listen to last week's episode. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Why you sit here and pontificate about the merits of zombie eating butts. I'll listen to the theme the man and i i don't know if dj dj's talking about hard rock and heavy metal and i'm like well this this year's theme's a little bit heavier than last did you move away from the did you move away from the techno country theme you had last time i did okay i did so i mean there's some blues thrown in there just for good measure so okay so yeah i mean i remember last year ray was like man where do you get this stuff from i mean what what side are you borrowing it from i'm like no i made it myself and ray was ray was almost impressed almost not quite he's he's out he's our pharrell He's our Timberland. He's our Rick Rubin. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're Justin Timberlake. You know, that because <laughs> I, you know, I can I can put my dick in a box too. Anyway, let's get some Dave Ungar. We the greatest. Let's get Ooh. some Doom Patrol music going, and Tony and I will have some stuff to talk about.
All right. So it is time to come back to Doom Patrol. It's been a good 10 months since the episode six aired back in January of this year. And through a lot of different things, writer strike, actor strike, we weren't sure when or even if we were really going to see the final episodes of season four. But lo and behold, once the word got out that the um, sagged after strike was going to end, the next thing you know, up oh, here we go. We've got some. We've got the final episodes of Doom Patrol, and here they are. So, um, Ray's digging something. So anyway, uh, we come back, Tony, for season four, episode seven, which I can't even pronounce the name of this thing, Oakworth Patrol or whatever the hell it's called. Not sure, but we pick things up with our heroes still trying to get their longevity back. And a big focal point of this whole thing is Cliff, as usual. And I, and if Ray's listening to this, I, w- I wish I could, you know, because there's one thing, you know, we talk about like on the Big Four Project, honey, um, <laughs> Ray, something, Kenny Chaos would have come out with WCW in 1999. Thanks, Ray. I think. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. But, uh, you know, on the Big Four Project, honey, I know we talk about death taxes, Hacksaw Jim Duggan attacking somebody with a two by four. In Doom Patrol land, it's death taxes and Cliff making poor decisions. And he does that here as well as he gets duped by Wally into an alternate reality glimpse of something. And much to Jane's consternation, he goes ahead and gives up his longevity, which allows them to finalize the last thing they need to bring Immortus back to the world. What do you think, Tony? I, I mean, you know, I mean, that's kind of the, the main driving theme. I mean... I, I and other things. I mean, I guess we'll just well. Let's touch on that first. We can touch on everybody else's stuff because there's there's some stuff to talk about here. But Cliff is the focal point. Bringing back Amortis is obviously carrying over from when we last saw these guys. Uh, what did you think of what's going on with Cliff and with Jane and with this whole Amortis situation? Yeah, Orc with. Um, and Thank you. Yeah. Does Jane call it Dork with at one point? Yes, yes, yes. And he's he's lured in by the fantasy of 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 his coming to a reality of, you know, using that hand to touch his grandson for the first time. And so much has this vision inside of a grocery store where they lose the kid and then they find him and the kid only behaves for grandpa and things of that nature. And it's really sweet. And then all of a sudden you come back and they've tricked him. He's he's willingly walks over and gets that fucking serum stuck in his brain. Now they're all kind of fucked and Jane lets him know about it while the scissors hold her guard. So it's an interesting moment. It it looked like, and I didn't, I haven't watched anything but the first episode back yet, but I did watch like um, what's to come this season. It looks like we get like Brendan Frazier as a human being um, as Cliff here at some point. So yeah, I saw just as, as slow as this episode was to be honest with you and boring as the episode as it was, it, it looks like it's setting up something pretty fun to finish the rest of the year. Yeah, this one was a little bit slower than most. Um, it's still crazy. I, I mean, the, this, the craziness factor hasn't really gone down yet. I did love, of course, Rita and, and Rouge, Laura DeMille, bonding while being fucking hammered. That was awesome. You know, and, and they're, they're reconciling their issues, of which there are many, while they're just imbibing to, to the maximum extreme. When they finally go through the doorway, I love that, you know, they stop and Rita Ben, you know, stretches out to grab the, the uh, cart of alcohol and bring it with them. Well, and then at the end, too, they're inside, they're locked in the bubbles so they don't get hurt. And the, the, the cart's outside the bubble and they're not thrilled with that. Yeah, the, the booze, it's outside the bubble. <laughs> and then when Amortis emerges, it's, I think it's one of the chicks from, wasn't she like, 
Rita's understudy back when she was like doing all that alternate time travel reality yes, sort of thing Laurel in, in that um, cast or whatever. And then I think Laura threw her into the whatever the nether realm or whatever. And she was just floating in there and looks like a mortis adopted, you know, adopted her body. Right, right. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's really going to be a mortis at the end of the day or if it's just somebody that you know is appearing who they can relate to or whatever the case may be. Um, the other, Isabel. 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 Yes. Thank you. Tom. Um, the other aspect of this that was uh, that was interesting was uh, Cyborg's relationship with Derek and kind of their whole thing where Derek draws the arm cannon, Cyborg's arm cannon, and Cyborg wants nothing to do with it and has Derek take it. And then Cyborg makes some like fucking flaming sword from, I don't know, it looks like the sword that Scott Pilgrim was wielding in, in the Scott Pilgrim versus the world movie. And he takes out the scissor people and uh, Derek eventually gets the hang of using the Cyborg arm cannon. But, you know, there's a big moment of reveal between the two of them as far as like Derek wondering, you know, why aren't you stoked? Why weren't you stoked about being cyborg and cyborg basically saying that every time he saw himself in the mirror, he saw failure and he saw something that, you know, he didn't like. And Derek doesn't understand that. And I don't know if they come to any sort of reconciliation between each other by the end of this thing, but there's at least an understanding as to each one's point of view. Tony, what'd you think of that moment? Cause that we know, like you're saying, I've seen some of the stuff coming from this year as well it seems pretty evident that at some point cyborg turns back into cyborg at some point during the season. Cause we've seen enough of that. So we're moving in that direction, but this conversation between cyborg and Derek seemed pretty important. I thought it was really cool though. After they have the conversation and they're out there trying to save Larry, he lets, he lets dude go ahead and have the hero, <laughs> the hero line, you know, come with us if you want to live. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Larry's reluctance too to, to do anything there is, is really interesting. But at some point he realizes he needs to get up and go because what he's doing isn't helping. What he's actually trying to do is save the kid, you know? Right. And, and I think he got that terrible vision that Keeg gave him about the right. future that Larry's kind of just defeated and like, why even bother? Why, why bother trying? You know, there's no point to this whole thing. I might as well just curl up in a ball and die sort of situation. And it's, and it's cyborg and it's Derek who kind of bring him out of that thing. And, 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 you know, I, I like I like this guy, Derek, I, I have a feeling there's more to him than what we're seeing so far, but he's like, you would not think that cyborg, a guy like cyborg or a character like cyborg would need a sidekick, but he comes in really handy. I think, don't you? Well, I mean, especially since he's not back to like full cyborg either. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I mean, it's it's there bubbling under the surface, but it hasn't come out yet, so to speak. Um, we also get in this episode, we get a lot of appearances. Space Case turns up with Dorothy, um, and yep. and Wally recognizes There's... Dorothy as Niles' daughter, and yeah, those two are gonna have a big role to play the rest of the year, especially Space Case. From what I've heard, is is a pretty prominent, uh, pretty prominent uh, journey, if you will, here throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, and I've heard I've heard good things about the season from like my niece and nephew have already watched it to the end, and they're and they're basically like you know it. it I, well, when we get to it, but uh, yeah, this this seems like an and I love like they're talking about Niles Calder, you know, where Wally's talking about that, and Jane's like, of course Niles fucked this whole thing up, and and you know Cliff is all like Niles fucking Calder, you know, <laughs> just, it's just it's just perfect, and it's like they will never. I. I what do you think, Tony? Are we going to get a, a Niles Calder sighting at some point during this season? I mean, how much are we going to? It depends, I, I guess, because 
it seems like we're going to float from problem to problem still. We're not just stuck on the final problem. So you'd think at some point there'd be a vision or a, a visitation or something like that. I, I don't know. You, you'd have to imagine. I would bet yes. I would say the odds are like minus 110. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you can't end the series without Niall showing up in some form. Right. They got to have some sort of reconciliation of all this stuff with him, right? I, I mean, that's just a guess, but I don't know. But it seems logical. I, like I said, I, I would I would say the smart money says yes. Yeah. When when is logic and rationality had anything to do with the Doom Patrol? We are talking about a show with zombie butts and a the gender. Butt poc- yeah, the butt, the, the ass, ass, the, the ass, ass apocalypse, uh, a gender queer yeah. street that just you know is out there and everybody's living and having a good time. So who knows? But um, yeah, I think you're right. It was a little bit of a slower paced episode. It's kind of fun. It was, it's kind of like, I think the big gap between, and I say big gap because we're used to like these big seasons, but this mid season gap kind of broke up the rhythm that they had at the, you know, by the time they got to episode six and it might take an episode or two to kind of get back into the the groove of things well, and the flow. But we know what we're dealing with now, right? Especially seeing exactly what Amortis can do possessing Isabel because with her scream, she takes out Sage, Torminex, and Dr. Janice, you know, all at once. <laughs> yeah, Black Canary, eat your heart out because that was a a massive sonic scream that wipes out half of or everybody in the room pretty much. So, uh, yeah, this it's going to be an interesting ride. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm I'm curious as to what kind of cameos we get back. I figure I figure nothing's off the table in these last. I mean, how many how many episodes does it go? This last scene. There's five more. Five it's more. Six and six. Okay, so it's six and six, and we get to twelve. That's a good run. So, yeah, for the next few weeks. Next next week we have Fame Patrol. So uh, right. you know, right. we, deal with that as you will. Take it with a grain of salt. Okay, that's that's kind of it for this. Uh, going back to Doom Patrol, I mean, not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, just stuff, yeah. But I think we covered all the big bases. Anything? I think anything? the ending, the ending revealing that it's Amortis and and how Amortis has taken the you know Isabel's um, form or or possessed her, especially since the history, like you said, it was um, Rita's rival on the, for the stage. And then Laura did throw her into the, the, you know, the time portal loop or whatever. And that must've been where immortal took advantage or mortis took advantage. So, um, we'll see what happens. It should be fun. should be fun. It seems like a mortis can go and float through whatever he wants. So we'll see how that works too. Is it Isabel the whole time? We'll see it. I, and I imagine Ray who just missed this episode will get caught up before next week. Right, Ray? Maybe. Yeah, of course. <laughs> hey, whenever I ever told you I'm going to watch something that I didn't. Uh, that never happens. That never, never. happens. Uh, no, that never happened. Well, wait, you were caught up in Doom Patrol, though, right? No, I don't remember. I, I, this is what I can promise you. I know I started season four. I don't remember if I got to the end. That's fair enough, Ray. I guess. I mean, you know, I'm not going to boo you for that. A, because I don't, have the, I don't have the boo button, and and B, I just, I like it. Well, I, hey, man. Well, I love you. I love you. And uh, it's been way too long since it was last year, bro. I've slept since then. I don't remember. <laughs> you reset. That's right. Ray's memory's been reset. He's slept. It's been so. nine months. It's been nine months. You could have had a baby in that time, Ray. Jeez. Come on now. I have enough. I, um, I have well, enough. You personally couldn't have had a baby. Right. You well, it's have, actually. You could have sired one. Actually, it's, it's Tony's turn because the rest of us got kids except for I, I, young I peach chaser over there i don't think that's gonna a happen with tony 
in a different lifetime, I had way too many. So I figured this time around, stick with golf. Are you basically the dude from Invincible? No. How he I'm went to just... see all of the different lifetimes? No, I'm just, about... just, just PC Tony, golfer extraordinaire. Speaking of that. The extraordinaire part, absolutely. What's up, Ray? That's what we sh- that's what we really should talk about, bro. And no, this was no, we should, we should get year. back to the bandwagon here before I boo Ray for Patrick. What are we going to talk about? Golfing? No, Invincible. We're kind of having to watch that on I our own. I need to start that. I yeah. need to start that. I that and Gen V, I haven't started. That's and I'm like, oh, exactly. every time I turn it on, I'm like, damn it, just watch. But I know if I watch the first episode, I hope, uh, you know, clear the calendar. Here's what I think I'm about 15 minutes into episode one of season two of, in- of Invincible. Here's what will help you. And Amazon has done this genius. Invincible new episodes come out the same day that Thursday Night Football happened. So just watch it before or after Thursday Night Football. Hey, don't tell me what to do. Boy, if you don't get your... <laughs> it's your weekend for custody, Ray. You got to deal with him. Man, look, you, I'm going to send you back home with your mama in a minute. <laughs> You're going to send him back to DP's house? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> no, DP sent him away. DP said, he's, going to, he's like, get out of the Thunderdome. You're going to boarding school, buddy. So. Yeah, exactly. Get back to the show, please. D- D- DP's looking at all of us like, he, he's the reason I sent this kid into foster care. <laughs> y'all ain't want to listen to him, but now y'all see it. <laughs> Patrick, I'm the only good one today. The only one. Dave's letting it go. DJ and Ray are taking advantage. I've literally said 15 seconds worth of shit on this entire episode. He's Don't blame me for nothing. Point, Tony. He's got a point. DJ taking advantage with his 15 seconds of fame. All right. Let's uh, let's move on then. Let's uh, let's take our first commercial break before we get to the trailer park. And we got some stuff to talk about. Hopefully the guys have had a chance to take a look at the trailers. Are all caught up on that. But I want to, of course, remind everybody that you are listening to Bandwagon Nerds on the Chairshot Radio Network right here on the Chairshot.com. Tony, where can people get their hands? It is that time of year. We are almost a Black Friday. I mean, where can they go to get their hands on some sweet Chairshot merch? No, it's true. You know, you're going to head out there and you're going to look for a gift for Christmas or the holidays, whatever it is for your teacher, your aunt, your uncle. Um, who knows whatever that person is, if they're a wrestling fan, head on over to pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot, pick yourself up a chair shot t-shirt. They'll like it more than a pair of gloves, a scarf, a tie, a lottery ticket, a gift card, whatever, get them a cool chair shot t-shirt, get it in soft style. Their skin will thank you. It'll feel great on them. They'll look great in it. That's pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot. Big promo sale over there as from now all the way through Black Friday weekend. So ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. We'll be right back. Bandwagon nerds, DJ, Ray, Dave. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. 
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. If we somewhere else, I would have turned up and looked at you and said something else, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> See, what Tony is basically trying to tell you is the black part of him about to come out in just, just a few minutes, just a few, a few seconds ago. But he's choosing to stick with his mama side of the family. Ray Ray has uh has uh in, in the interest of being politically correct, has recaptioned Black Friday and what what are you calling it now, Ray? What what do you want to call A- this thing? African American Friday. You know, I, I'm I'm all into it. I'm for it. You know, that seems like that seems like yeah, let's do it. Why not? Right? Y'all gave us the shortest month of the year, so we're going to take back the best shopping day of the year. That's how I ain't never give you nothing. And they ain't never <laughs> give you nothing. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. I thought you were allied, Tony. I thought you were allied. <sighs> I'm Tony. Let's come on. Bandwagon nerds. Let's go. <laughs> Patrick, he's really trying to keep us all reeled in here, buddy. He is, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm letting some of this stuff go because I think African-American Friday is a great idea. I mean, and, and I, I mean I, if they changed it just even remotely, the anti woke people would go fucking lose their minds. It would be it would be priceless just to see the meltdown of middle class America if we change Black Friday to African American Friday. I, I'm, all, I would, I'm all into it. And I, and I would chastise anybody who's trying to have a comedic take on it and list the number of things that would be done or consumed on African American Friday. I think that'd just be wrong. It wouldn't even be funny. I mean, do you want me to make the jokes and let's see? <laughs> I already did. Just made it. It was right there. I, I just you, made it. I tell you what we are going to do. We are going to go to the trailer park. I'm even going to let Tony lick his thumb. I'll let Ray break out the virtual banjos if we want to, just because that might get the phone thrown at Mickey, maybe. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Ray and I actually got together a couple weeks ago. We sat down in a virtual studio and came up with this. It's good enough for me, guys. I, I mean, I, I, I feel like I need to go get my pickup truck and my coonhound, but, you know, that's just me. So, <laughs> race, try to pass <laughs> I need to get, I, I'm going to do the rest of the show with a piece of straw in my fucking mouth and, you know, fuck it. Pull out the moonshine. Let's go. There you go. I just need a jug of this brown jug that has like three X's on it and just, you know, call it good. Ray's killing fucking mosquitoes over there or something. I've been, no, I swear to God. Tom, like Tommy Hearns Paul, and Thomas Agler. Paul, Paul, Paul Rudd has been flying around. His, uh, oh, God. There's oh, DJ DJ's, the DJ's fully into the gimmick, yes. Uh, I wish we had video for this. You you don't look country, bro. You look Irish. Wait, wait. Welcoming to the show for the first time ever. Hold on. Hold on, honey. Jeff Diaminter. No, no. We're welcoming to the show for the first time. In, and I know he's going to say this because of the uh, one of the trailers we got coming up. Cameron Grimes on the show right now. <laughs> to the moon. Hey, DJ, does J stand for Jehoshaphat? Well, let me tell you, boy. I'm going to text Patrick. I'm sorry right now. <laughs> I'm uh, fixing to turn up some butter, milk my cows, feed the goats, and pluck some chickens. Now let's get in here to this trailer park and talk about some TV and some movies. Like that scene in Kingpin where he's uh he says, Boy, I had a hard try- time getting your cow going milking her, but once she got going, it was great, and they're like, We don't have a cow. We got a bull. 
Patrick, this is exactly what was happening while when I DM'd you. I'm sorry, come I tried. <laughs> Tuddy is is Tuddy's the one who pisses Patrick off more than anything, and he's just <laughs> sucking up to him big time this week. I don't get it. And you know, sucking up to him makes the boy worse. This is why I just stay quiet. He'll just, just he, he will see through your transparency, Mister Tunny. Anyway, you guys are horrible. Don't turn around on me. You have no idea <laughs> doing the show today. I'm trying to keep it within the structure. And look at I got the hatless, the the bearded hat wonder over here. I got <laughs> instigator extraordinaire Ray. You might as well be Ray Spooncash and Dave, <laughs> Dave Blind Eye Ungar. What do you want me to say today, huh? Wow. <laughs> Let's top uh, five shows we've ever done. Yeah, maybe this might be. Let's get to the trailer park, though. Let's talk about this. We got some good ones. Uh, well, a couple of good ones, and then <laughs> one we'll talk about. First one we're going to talk about. It is the Christmas season, so we need some Christmas sort of stuff. I mean, I say that even though Thanksgiving hasn't happened, but we're just a matter of days away, so it's a more of an it's an afterthought at this point that it's the Christmas season. Um, the first one, I think Pat shared this with us earlier this week. I had no idea this was happening, but after watching this trailer, I'm just... This is the North Pole. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the snow? Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite. Okay. okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. Time for the announcement. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. He'll be here to take pictures with all the children. Yeah. Just keep your receipts. 10 a.m. tomorrow. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Santa's coming to town. Yes. Can you sign this for me? Oh, hi. Santa's coming. <laughs> I I greatly I, I loved it because Tony knows I'm, Tony knows I'm about to call him out on this shit because he knows that he, he knows that he's trying to stay on Patrick's good side and then he plays like two minutes of one of his least favorite Christmas movies. Okay. There's only one. All right, one minute of his least favorite Christmas movie. Christmas was coming. Patrick, if it makes you feel any better, I've never watched Elf. Really. Really, I, I don't like Will Ferrell. Oh, it's a I great movie. Back be like, and you know, DJ at the time, it didn't make me feel any better. I like Will Ferrell when he's the side item. I don't like him when he's the star. So what you're saying is, sixty percent of the time, you hate him. Right? Pretty much. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about this first trailer because it is in the Christmas spirit, and it covers Christmas and it covers Batman. And you know, we love Batman. Merry little Batman coming December eighth to Prime Video, so only a couple of weeks away. Uh. Yeah, this this is this. I mean, there's like all of Batman's rogues gallery of villains is in this thing. Um, Batman does not know what a razor is. He goes somewhere. He ends up, you know, he's like he's like Christian father of the year sort of thing uh, as he leaves Damien alone with Alfred and, and goes off to take on the Joker and all sorts of hilarity ensues. Uh, trailer looks really good as far as, you know, looking for new Christmas classics. I don't know if this will qualify. But it sure looks fun. So I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Troublemaker himself, the one and only PC Tunney, to talk about Merry Little Batman and see what do you think of this trailer, man? I thought it looked really good. It looked like something very fun. Um, was that Luke Wilson as Batman? I don't know. Ray, was it? Sound, it? I'm looking up now. Like Luke Wilson to me. Um, it's a different take, really. It's a take on his kid, you know, and, and with Christmas involved. And I, I thought it was I thought it was really good. It looked very family. Um 
I'm kind of excited. I think it's something I might save for Christmas Eve. It is Luke Wilson. That's what, that's kind of what I, you know, having just watched Loki with Owen there, you, you kind of, you just get rid of that, that gnarl and twang and you go from Owen to Luke. Um, both very recognizable, but this looks really good. Um, DJ loves Batman. I'm sure he, did you see this trailer, DJ? Did you get I chance? saw it. Okay, there you go. Hated it. No, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. All right, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta get a little angry at Batman for trying to steal my beard gimmick. Uh, so there, there was one strike against it right there. Uh, the animation looks cool. It looks like a fun family-oriented movie, and it's definitely. I, I don't think it'll be a Christmas classic, but it looks, it looks fun. I think fun is probably the operative word here. Raymond S. Cashington, the one and only. What do you think of this one, man? Well, first off, you mentioned Christian. Well, Christian loves Batman. You know why? Because his dad is dead. <laughs> Secondly, um, I'm just AW joke telling you wouldn't get it. You don't watch it. Um, uh, no, it's dog. The the Joker as the Grinch. Who? What? What do you not like? And everybody, everybody knows who pay to who's familiar with Damian Wayne knows he's a little shit. So. I mean, Nick, give me the give me the eyebrow. Go ahead, Nick Wayne. Now you're just quoting AEW randos for no reason. <laughs> he just the uh, Wikipedia AEW roster, right? And directly pick someone at random that's associated with what you were just fucking talking about. Hey, hey, man, hey, broken clock, bro. Twice a day. Does it hurt that I have no fucking clue who he's talking about? No, it really doesn't. <laughs> it makes it better, actually. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um. Everybody knows Damon's a little shit, but to make him a little shit literally as a kid kid and not like, dog, it's hilarious, perfect. I laughed like six times. Um, I, I'm having so much fun watching this. this. Gonna I'm going to enjoy this. Yes. Right? This is going to be good. I think we all agree this is going to be really good. I think so. Well, I like, I like isn't Brave and Bold is that story about Batman and Damien, right? So it's kind of yes. interesting that they're going in this, Ray, you got like a murder hornet, hornet flying around your fucking head. Yes, I know, and it's killing me. Move north, thing, you don't get that thing. Weird. I could see it on screen. Jeez, isn't it like freezing out where you are? Why? Why do you, you have know like we're in the? You know we're in the south, and our flies are about the same size as Tunny's head. Like God. it's just huge. Damn pterodactyl <laughs> flying in your room and shit. That's... That was called for. That was rude. Don't wink at me, you jerk. Did, <laughs> did any of you notice what channel or what streaming service this was on? By the way, it's on Prime. It's on Prime. Fire cell, baby. That is kind of interesting that it's on Prime and not Max. Um, Ray's got a point there, kids. Something to keep yeah. an eye on. It could just have been sold to them. It, it was, but that's the point. Uh, it's, right. It's whatever. Fine. DC should be their greatest, their most marketable property, and the yeah. fact that and Batman. Come on, that that is kind yeah. of a weird development, but I don't know. It's probably not the end of the world. Or is it? Dun, dun, dun. Let's go to the next It's trailer. the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're okay. not going to the next trailer, Tony? We can. Oh, okay, let's do that. Uh, another one. On this day, here's a trailer. <laughs> it's the sing-along episode. It's the AEW <laughs> sing-along episode of Bandwagon Nerds. Enjoy. Patrick will love that. We are getting closer to that phone getting thrown at Mickey. Oh, no. We are getting there. It is getting. It is. It is in his hand right about now. I can tell. Um, next trailer. I'm going to give you. Uh, I'm gonna, we're all going to take one little. We're going to. We're going to sit here and listen to this for five seconds, and we're all going to heed the words together. Okay. We had our fun. We don't want to have Patrick have an aneurysm. We care about the poor guy. Okay. Cuidado. Mucho cuidado. 
Mucho cuidado. I, I thought for sure you were going to play that CM Punk spot and put. I, I don't speak French. What did he? What did he say? That explode. We can. That well, let's French, DJ. That was German. Can we behave until the last 10 minutes of the show? The substitute teacher looks like she's ready to jump out the window, and we fucking yeah, have a room on the third that's floor. That's right. Um, yes, let's get back on track. Uh, Christopher Platt's not even here today. How is this show going so far off the rails? Um, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. No, I'm just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> Call him up. Uh, get Chris on the phone. If I thought he would have taken a look, I would have put up the Platt signal. But Chris, you know, he's he. it's like... He's not much of a superhero now that he's a dad because he just it's very sporadic when he's going to actually look for the signal. Anyway, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Now, this is one that we've seen teasers for. We got the official trailer for this. This is coming to set. December's a big month, uh, a big month for streaming. That's all I could say, because most of this stuff is in December. Uh, December 20th, it starts streaming. I think the two episode premiere on Disney Plus. It's it's something that from my standpoint, I looked at it. and It's like, yeah, that looks good. That looks interesting. I don't know yet if i'll go and watch it if i'll take the time to watch it because there's a lot of other stuff to get caught up on like tony and i are talking uh before we got on gotta watch gen v gotta watch invincible you know that sort of thing where does this fit in does this raise really high on my list of things to watch i'm going to turn it over to uh dj did you see this one and i will turn it over to you first to see is this a show you're interested in are you kind of lukewarm about it what's your how are you feeling now that the first official trailer for percy jackson and the olympians has dropped I dig it. Um, you know, I enjoyed the movies for what they were. Um, I understand, you know, why they eventually shifted away from doing any further movies. But, you know, as a just in this first trailer, this first take, I, I like what I saw. Uh, I never read the books. My girlfriend is more familiar with the books, so I'll let her watch it and see what she thinks and see if this is something we're going to watch together or if this is going to be an on my own type of thing. But yeah, count me in, man. Ray, what do you think of this trailer, man? You know. Um, this is the best trailer we've had so far because all the rest of them have kind of teased little things about it. But this actually gets to take the story. Basically, the shitty mama lying to the boy that he's a god the whole time or an Olympian. You got to figure it out. Um, him meeting his compatriots. But most importantly, every now and then when you are deciding if you want to watch a show or a movie or whatnot, sometimes it simply comes down to do I rock with who's actually in in uh, in the, the cast. Walker Scoville is a kid who has shown he deserves our viewership. The kid is fantastic. He's in the so Ad- like, Adam Project. He's the kid from Adam. He Project. was a kid. He's Ryan Reynolds' surrogate son. Yes. He's probably going to be kid pulled in Deadpool 3. Like, the kid is like a Ryan Reynolds clone, and it's hilarious and scary and fantastic at the same time. Um, so, yeah, I'm in just because I know that kid can carry a show, carry a movie. And um, clearly, I'm on the... I'm, 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 I'm not... We're not too popular, but I like streaming shows. Maybe the world is getting sick of them, but I like them, so I'm here for it. Tony, what do you think of uh, what do you think of this trailer, man? What what is going on with your phone? You're got to pull your microphone down, bud. Yeah. What trailer are you on? Because I'm reading through the chair shot radio DM that I ignored that I didn't realize yeah, you guys just, were talking. Uh, don't don't do it. It's keep the, ignoring it's, that. It's the Percy Jackson in the Olympian. Oh yeah, no, I'm not a fan. Keep going. Wow. <laughs> Oh, I had a conversation on here with me before, and I don't mean that in any um, ill way. I just, it's something I've never gotten into. I've watched the trailer already a couple times. It looks like it's going to be fun. Isn't it rebooting um, away from what was originally out there? So yeah. I, oh, I know what's going on with it. It's just, it's not, it's not for me. I'm sorry. It, at least the difference is there's, there's movies and streaming services, so right, the story sorry. can be expanded a bit, but yeah. yeah. So we're kind of 
lukewarm on Percy Jackson and the Olympians. We'll see how that goes. Some of us are going to watch it. Some won't. I don't know. I mean, it looks it looks like a fun show. For the next one, though, I don't know if there's going to be much excitement amongst the bandwagon here for this one because we got the first trailer for Madam Web, and it's another Sony Spider-Man property, and I just, no. That's all I can say about it. Ray, I'm going to turn it over to you first as far as to get your thoughts on it. Uh, what did you think of Madam Web? Is this something you're in? Oh, here we go. The Ray is booing it on the dry erase board, which makes it as official as it can get. Trash. Tony, what did you think of Madam Web? Is this, are you excited? Did your nipples get hard for this one or are they flaccid and well, soft? And there, there was, there was one thing I want to say about it, but you, you can come back to me if you want to. No. No, Ray, why don't you go first? Like we we're gonna gonna want to just go. Well look, you understand I got a I got a situation going on in my house right now. It's attack of the flies, okay? So I'm oh, trying to kill this damn thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, uh-huh. so I apologize, right? Yeah. I, the flies down here as big as DJ's beard. So like it's dangerous. Yeah. Oh, I hear it in the corner there, Ray. Jeff Goldblum about to get shot in a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dave, this is uh, why Ray this is why Patrick never uh, he introduces the original variant. That's right. It's always the nine thousand one. The, the one. Am the, I the he who you remains? Are the, you, are the, you are he who remains, baby. Ray, Ray Cash six one six is no longer allowed on the show. Oh, you are he. Yeah. Hey, I got it. You are he who remains. Remains. There you go. Remains. Remain. I may change my my handle to that today by you playing. I like that. That might be the title for this episode by the time we're done. I like that. He who remains. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So so I gotta say, if they had to make it personable of some sort of some sort, this is the best they could have done. The problem is, why this fucking character? Like I maybe if you're trying to connect this and all of the Sonyverse movies to the Miles movies, the Spider-Verse movies, maybe she could be the conduit to live action. But it's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. And the and the Madam Web I know, Dave, you're more familiar with comics than I am with Madam Web, but the Madam Web I know from the from the cartoon, but as old as dirt, not Dakota Johnson. So what are we doing here? I would defer to Patrick all the way as far as Spider-Man, the rogue, rogues gallery of all of his villains, where Madam Web fills in all. I, I mean, I'll bitch about it in a minute. Are they, but are they trying to like start something that they can carry on that's just on the edge of it, where she does grow older? You know, I mean, start at the beginning. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm extremely familiar with it. It looks interesting. I think Ezekiel <clears throat> Sims, the villain, looks really cool. They don't have a fucking clue what they're doing at Sony. That is what's going on. They just throw shit at the wall to see what sticks. None of it's worked. Morbius was god-awful. Sorry, go ahead. You know, you know what I would have liked? They, there was rumors they were doing a Silk, a silk uh, movie. Give me that. Give me Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider. Give me that. Anything other than this. My God. And Silk, by the way, exists because she's in, she's one of um, Spider-Man's classmates. Cindy Moon or whatever her last name is in the movies. Do that. Something. On a on a real life scientific like true note. No no fibbing around, no no gimmick here. Um you know they've bred certain spiders with silkworms that produce silk webs and like a quarter inch uh not a uh, rope of 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 a silk web can stop like a airplane. That I've not heard, but I when you talk about the, you know, the uh, Spider-Man always talks about tensile strength of the webs proportionate to any number of things. And if you extrapolate that over a, a greater area, yeah, sure. Absolutely. I've seen, 
like, man, <laughs> this is a real story. This fucking windstorm rolls through here the other day, and I don't know what's going on in Bakersfield, California lately, but we've turned into like the wind capital of the state. Every piece of pottery in my back backyard was broken. I told my wife, I was like, our backyard's fucked. These spider webs, though, that were hanging on on the on the cabana, not a problem. Handled it all no all day long, never broke. Spiders all just chilling, saying, I don't know what you guys are so pissed off about. It was a day at the beach for us. So yeah, Tony, you may be right about that. Um, DJ, I'll turn it over to you before I comment and make some of my comments. What did you think of Ray Rakes makes a lot of good points out of all the characters you could have come up with, Madam Webb, why? And I know you didn't hate Morbius as much as the rest of us did. You actually made it through the end probably, whereas some of us said, I'm out. But what's your thoughts on this trailer? Um, I think it was either you or Tony in the group chat said this feels like an episode of Charmed. It was me. I think you hit the nail on the head. It, it does. Fan, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I don't want anybody to think that I don't support a, a female-led superhero movie because I strongly do. But give them a good one. Give them a character we can sink some teeth into. Don't give them like this fourth-level obscure character. Like who, who in their right mind is asking for Madam Web? Like Ray said, I agree with him. We want Ben Riley. We want Silk. And we're getting Madam Web, and I, I don't. While I feel like she would be a good character to bring in as a side piece, her being the main focus of any movie and/or TV show just seems odd to me. But Tony, you were going to say something. My thoughts are no. I'm good. That's all I got. I'm that being said, I'll probably give it a try. Um, you know, I'll probably I, I definitely won't pay to see it in the theater. But, you know, like, you're right. I sat all the way through Morbius. I didn't enjoy Morbius, um, but it was one of those things where I was like, all right, I'm halfway here. Let's just ride this home. Um, I'll probably do the same thing with Madam Web. Here's my take. So I, it was me who said this feels like Charmed and Morbius Crossing and played the trailer for, like, my niece, my nephew, my wife. Out of four people who watched it, I'm the only one who hated it. Everybody else said, oh, this looks good. I'm like, you guys are all fucking high. Um, <laughs> and my niece was like, it's not so much charmed. It's more like the craft meets Morbius. Now, I, I'll admit, okay. Okay. I, I, think, okay. I, think, I think you've got something there. I will acknowledge that it is more of the craft. It doesn't make it better. You know, and, and I'm like you guys. I think, Tony, you said, I have nothing against an all-female-led, or DJ said, I have nothing against an all-female-led cast that's fine but mixing this weird teen angst mysticism with the spider verse it's like flat out straight up all the characters you could do if sony wants to make a big splash and beat the mcu to something and do something that matters why aren't we doing a miles morales movie right i'm, I'm sure but that's a question we've been asking for six plus years but i'm, I'm sure feige and i'm sure whatever the sony head is they're fighting about that sure. regularly right um do they get it I got that bitch. Ray, Sorry. You, need some, you need some <laughs> fucking chopsticks, Ray. That's what uh, you fucking need. It's chopsticks to catch that bitch. Oh no, I'm not. Who the fuck am I? Pat Morita? Miyagi. Um, but no. Um, so this may to your to to your wife's point and to all the people you watched, this may be low key genius because we're the nerds who what, read the comics and know the source material. Maybe the people who don't give a shit about that stuff, this looks interesting, right? Because True. This could be a genius way to offset superhero fatigue, right? Oh, no, I didn't kill him. I knocked him out. Oh, he's back. Ah! <laughs> okay, epic. I got him now. This is I got epic. him now. Um, uh, no, you may be right, yeah. Ray. Maybe, the, maybe they're looking for a different target, and the target audience they're going for is like, it's not the hardcore nerds like these dudes on bandwagon nerds. He's just for more. Ah, Ray got him. Yeah. Ray got him. It's just, yeah. 
Tutty's like, it's so Rio, I was about to say, you want me saying you got a flash water? It's so teeny. Look at Tutty. He's like, it's so small. What are we talking? No, stop it, Tutty. Stop it. Anyway, um, we're getting... <laughs> no, but Ray Ray might be right. Uh, this could be targeted for somebody completely different than who we're thinking about. And it might be a genius move. Maybe it does appeal to... I kind of doubt it, but who knows? Dakota has a demographic, Dave. You know Dakota has a demographic that come to watch her. Okay. I guess. That may be the demographic. It, this may be 18 to 35 okay. women. And you know what? Give there's, them one. Yeah, there's enough we of got them everything out. else. There's enough of them out there. I mean, we're going to have African American Friday. Give them something like this, you know? Yes, Ray, you oh. got it. All right. Well, just give them something good. Give them something good. I have my serious doubts that this is it, but I know. I'm, who am I kidding? I'm not going to give it a chance, but somebody else will. So, you know, that's all right. And that. DJ will give it a shot and he'll let us know. DJ, you can report to us whenever it comes out. There's no date yet on this thing. We'll see. We'll see if if that or Craven can actually break this horrible streak. Oh, why that... did you remind me of that? Oh, God. I, know, I forgot right. about fucking Craven. <laughs> I feel like Sony is just throwing shit out there yes. so that they can keep the properties. Well, Because they want to keep the IPs. They don't want them to revert back to Marvel. So they're just throwing shit out there, even if it's not good. I always feel like they're doing stuff because they think that just because it's associated with Spider-Man and Spider-Man so beloved in the movies and the MCU have been so good. We'll make some quick money off this thing because people will just show up and watch it. And they may be right. There may be something to that. They can make this work. If ultimately they bring Miles or Tom gets sent over there and as was initially uh, pitched, all these bad guys become the real Sinister Six. And they've built up the villains to go against the Spidey. And so we get a movie from the perspective of a bad guy. Then it's uh, the, the perspective of a good guy. That could work. I mean, again, me and D- DJ are the only two that watched Mor- Mobius all the way through or Morbius all the way through. The post credit scene was quite literally Vulture talking to Mobius, uh, Morbius about starting a team. I'd, I'd so, watch a Mobius movie. Well, yeah, I'd watch a Mobius. I'd watch a Mobius Morbius crossover. Now that might be fun. You couldn't pronounce it, although we just did. Jared Leto and Owen Wilson. Lord have mercy. The monologues. It'd be be called Mo Orbius. (laughs) More Orbius. Let's go to the next trailer, and I'm going to turn it over to DJ first because this is his opportunity. This is the one, DJ. This is your chance that Patrick O'Dowd has got that phone loaded up. This is where it gets thrown at Mickey's head. Because we got the first official trailer for Rebel Moon Part 1. What is this? Children of Fire? Is that what the name of Part 1 is? I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. I don't know if it matters. But it's coming out December 22nd on Netflix. Another December release. This is a big... Child of Fire. Child of Fire. Child of Fire. Okay, that's close enough. I had fire right. And there's children involved. That doesn't sound good. But anyway, you know, we got this movie coming out on Netflix. It's the first part of the Rebel Moon saga. It's Zack Snyder, so you know Patrick hated it already uh, the second it came out. DJ, not so much, though. DJ, what did you think of this first Rebel Moon trailer? I know you're excited about the the movie, and I know you like the trailer, so what about this? Now we got a little bit more into it. What'd you think, man? I thought this was a little more fleshed out. Um, you know, I, obviously people are going to jump right on the the Star Wars comparisons without the nuance of understanding or knowing that this was originally a script for a Star Wars movie that got scrapped and he cannibalized what was left and made something out of it 
Uh, I, I'm absolutely looking forward to this. It's got all the Zack Snyder cliches that POD hates, that I love. The uh, the, the slow mo, the, the the grainy cinematography, the 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 odd color scheming. Um, I'm looking forward to all of it. And calling back to something Ray said a little bit earlier about the Percy Jackson, there are actors that you put in movies that I will go and see because they're in it. And, and I know I'm going to mispronounce his name, Demon Hansa. Jaimin Hansu. Okay, him. I knew I was going to butcher that last that that full name, but I've loved this guy since I first saw him in Gladiator. I love his his contributions to the nerd culture movies, and just knowing that he's in it, I'm in. That like him alone, I would watch it because he's in it. Aside from the fact that I'm excited to see it anyway. Before I turn it over to Tony, I was going to say um, this trailer. What Tony? You don't want to talk about this one? No? You don't want to get in trouble oh. today. Playing the part of Patrick O'Dowd, we have. P.C. No, Tunney. I have no interest in watching this movie. P.C. O'Dowd. There you go. Um, so. No, no. <laughs> um, I, my thought on this, this trailer had like, it didn't feel like Star Wars. This trailer felt the, like you're saying, DJ, it was more fleshed out. I didn't get the Star Wars vibe that I got from the teaser trailers. This felt like, okay, there's a little something different going on. There's no right. lightsabers happening. There's no force wielding people. This just seems something different which i thought is very smart of them i'm still on the fence i just don't know if i'm gonna watch this or not but i probably will just because it is so closely tied to star wars and this is like netflix is putting a lot into this movie a lot of uh promotional stuff they're putting a lot of their eggs in this basket so i'm like you know and this trailer gave me a little bit of hope because i'm like okay this doesn't feel like a straight up star wars ripoff so now i'm kind of interested to see what this is about Ray, you're kind of nodding affirmatively. Are you feeling the same way? Completely agree. Um, I'm, I, I like Zack Snyder. I, I, I don't hate them the way I don't hate him the way that Patrick and Platt do. Um, and they actually kind of talked me into like almost dismissing this movie uh, initially. And then to go back to the point of the last movie, Madam Webb, I didn't know this was a cannibalized Star Wars movie. So just watching it for the first time, it looked kind of cool. So without having that that baggage, so to speak, and just be able to look at it for what it was without having any preconceived notions other than who the dude directing and writing it was. I mean, it looks cool to me. It looks more invasion-ish, like it's an invasion happening and things of that nature. So, like, that's cool. And, al- and also, I've said this before, and I, I don't mean to be the dude to criticize Star Wars because how dare a human being criticize the greatest cinematic thing it Star Wars has Calm ruined down, sci-fi Calm down, just as much as it's helped. Star Wars has ruined sci-fi just as much as it's helped sci-fi because everybody feels they have to compare everything to Star Wars. Everything don't need to be compared to it. Just because you're in space and there's fighting, it's a bad team and a, a bad group and a good group, doesn't mean it's Star Wars, dog. So like, P- Piggybacking off of what Ray said, everybody will criticize every sci-fi movie that comes out for copying Star Wars and ripping off Star Wars missing the nuance that Star Wars literally ripped off several properties that came before it. I mean, so it, everything's everything's a ripoff of everything else. And and that, so I'm not even going to lean into that at all. Yeah. Star Wars is just it, a, it's a space Western. I mean, they've talked about that many, many, many times. So that's really all it is. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, this one's got, this one looks interesting. I, I'm still, I'm still not sure about this one, but I'm, leaning more in the direction of saying, you know what? I will check that out than I was before this trailer came out. So in that respect, well done guys, mission accomplished. Tony is, yet. Tony is not going to uh, comment on this thing. He's, he's just, 
He's throwing up the X sign. Yeah, okay. Tony doesn't like fun. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. He'll watch it. He's going to watch it. It's going to be the greatest movie he's ever seen, and we're going to hear all about it. It's going to be awesome, and I'm going to take my victory lap when he does. I can promise you I will never watch it. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I would tend to believe Tony on that one. Um, however, the next and the final trailer is something I think Tony will watch, and we will turn it over to him first to talk about the first look at What If Season 2 coming to Disney Plus on uh, December 12th. So the same day. This is why Tony's wa- not watching Rebel Moon, guys, because What If Season 2 comes out the same day. And they're going to re- drop a new episode for nine days straight. So we'll get the whole nine episode run right before the end of uh, 2023. Uh, this trailer, man, it looks like they got it. It feels like what if, you know, we've got King T'Chaka. We've got all sorts of alternate timelines and all sorts of alternate things going on. There looks like a I mean, it's like the freaking pod race on Naboo in one place or like Twisted Metal meets the MCU in one place. And I mean, it's interesting Tony, what'd you see in this trailer? Are you excited about his second season of What If that just kind of came out of nowhere? We knew it was happening. I just didn't know when. Thrilled. Can't wait. Um, you got to see a little bit of a sneak peek on on every episode it looked like a little bit. Um, I have the episode list in front of me, and um, it looks like under the same premise, too. The Watcher thought they were done after season one, but things are still going weird in the, in the multiverse, and it needs to, you know, kind of give it a little direction. Um, here, here's the nine episodes, by the way, their titles, uh, episode one, what if Gamora killed Thanos episode two? What if captain Carter finds Hydra stomper? It's a continuation from season one. Um, I, how did, how did Is that, is that a, is that, am I pronouncing that correct? You guys recognize that, uh, name? What if the Tesseract landed in the how Confederacy before the colonization of America introduction of oh. new hero Kahori? Um, what if Hank Pym and Janet Von Dyne fought the Red Guardian during the 80s? What if Yondu delivered Star-Lord to Ego? What if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? Spider-Man 3. What if Wanda had grown up watching musicals instead of sitcoms? So, you know, uh, a little WandaVision, a musical WandaVision, maybe. What if Odin and Hela had faced Wenwu? And what if the Avengers had fought Surtur? Isn't Surtur an Eternal? No, Surtur is the dude that brought Ragnarok. Yeah. You know. Oh, gotcha. He was okay. the fire demon gotcha. that brought Ragnarok in. All right. I, I got to figure the Happy Hogan episode is going to be the first one because it's right before Christmas. So why would you why would you not release that one right before Christmas? Um, I might have just gave him an order. I'm not sure, though. But those are the titles. Hmm. And by the way, you mentioned nine days in a row. Shout out to, shout out to Hanukkah. It's a Hanukkah gift. Hey, there Dude, you go, that's going to be great. That is. I mean, that is. And that's phenomenal. Every every day for nine days in a row, you get a new episode. That is brilliant strategy by Disney+. Plus. Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, what if season one was uh, was one of our favorite shows? It, it, it put Marvel an- animation on a completely different level, in my opinion. You know, they're still not DC. But when you compare the body of Marvel animation, excluding stuff like the X-Men before Patrick gets really pissed off at us... Um, you know, stuff like that. This was the first, what if was the first really great Marvel studios based animation that we've seen. Season two looks like it's going to be equally interesting. Ray, what were your thoughts on this trailer? Are you excited for what if season two? I'm well, for, I'm very excited. You, you hit the nail on the head. Me and you talk regularly about how great the DC animated universe has been, is continues to be. And Marvel was so far behind. Um, so to, to do this and like have 
it'd be not only amazing, but the 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 I love Marvel and MCU and and kind of how they're all encompassing. That by and large, the people who play the character on on, on live screen, they do it on in here, right? For the most part, even to the point where characters on here are showing up in the MCU, Captain Carter, right? So that's dope to me. All all of the stories are interesting to me. I mean, Hella finds the Ten Rings is terrifying because she's already bad enough by herself. Like the Hydra Stomper story should be fun. Dog, this chick, this lady, this person, this Native American hero Kahori can may possibly be one of the biggest things the MCU does going forward, especially if they decide to bring her into the MCU proper physically with one of the other universes. Um have you guys heard of heard the theory that the Infinity Stones are basically becoming people now? The people are taking the places of Infinity Stones. It's like Wanda's the Reality Stone come to life because she's able to take it once she came to her full power as Scarlet Witch. Loki in the Time Stone because he's green. Well, the Tesseract is blue. Space Stone, Kahori. You're going to throw no credit my way there? You said that already? You said that about Loki, but you didn't say that about the about yeah. Wanda. Well, I, that's what I'm talking about. When you you passed right over Loki, kept moving. You didn't say, but Tony, you know, Patrick Buddhist man for wanting to get some more credit when you get back next week. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting yes, Tony. You're getting Tony, Tony, Tony did he did notice that last week? Yes, he that's did. true. You are correct, and you said that, and I'll give you credit. Yes, um, but this is a very possible idea. So Kahori, who's supposed to have like the cosmic of all cosmic powers and this and that. I don't know. I mean, I thought after watching the Marvels that maybe Monica was that, but that could be a fun little thing to happen. But she's supposed to be huge. So, like, seeing her, and I love seeing new characters. This is a brand new character. Nowhere in the comics, nowhere ever. This is brand new. So, you know, I'm here for this. I'm uh, All of this. And and shout out to the big homie Strange Supreme because, uh, dog, those Strange Supreme episodes last season were, were fire. Um, is this the season we see Uatu actually have to continue to let himself be known to the pe- to all the all of all of the world, all of the universe? Because you see, he had to break he had to break his oath last time because he messed up with with Ultron. I wonder if there's going to be before I turn it over to DJ, how much continuity between the first season and this one? Whether there's going to be any some well, you already, tons. You already have a you already have a carryover. There's two episodes that are carryovers. Yeah. So it's got to be that. All right. Well, and he even teases in the in the trailer there. He says, "I usually don't do sequels, but and we bleed right into this trailer." Um, I'm gonna have to go back and watch uh, the the first season just because I I remember enjoying it, but just with everything that's I, I only have so much room in my brain. So as stuff comes in, stuff goes out. So I, I need to go back and watch it and kind of refresh myself before this starts. I remember enjoying it. I'm looking forward to seeing this. The animation looks incredible. And, you know, I, I like these stories and the way this is done. Again, you guys were talking about Marvel animation versus DC animation. I don't know if you guys ever watched the Lionsgate animated films that they did back in the early 2000s, uh, Ultimate Avengers, Ultimate Avengers 2, Iron Man. I enjoyed those very much. And I really, before that deal crumbled, I wanted to see more of those because I thought those could have competed with what DC was doing at the time. But glad to see them get the animation studio back on track. And I'm I'm in for this one. All in on this one. Art style looks really good for all this stuff. Yes. The animation looks tremendous. <clears throat> um, that's a good way to try to distinguish yourself from uh, from DC. But yeah, it's a big step for Marvel to get. You know, animation continues to grow in popularity. 
Um, you know, Harley Quinn's been renewed for a fifth season. There's also Invincible season two is coming out or is out. Excuse me. So yeah, animation's never been hotter, and this is a big opportunity. I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to What If season two. The first season was phenomenal. I didn't see any zombies. That was a little disappointing, but you know, because I wanted to see. Because I remember when we did What If Season 1, the zombie episode, Tony was like, I really want to see this, where this goes from here. And, you know, I was hoping maybe we get a, a second zombie episode. I didn't see it, and it doesn't sound like it's listed. But you never know. Season 3? Or maybe we get, like, some unlisted bonus episode. You never know. We did. Didn't we get one in the first season? I thought we did get a, a, an extra episode <clears throat> after the run yeah. had ended. So maybe. We'll see. we'll see. But that takes us through the trailer park, guys. Very good. Is that what Ray... Is is that what was flying around Ray a zombie? Could have been a zombie. Well, well, yeah. Go to no, no, you you, you got your one with with uh, you know Ray Mains, right? Yeah, that that was your one. <clears throat> <laughs> I can't wait. Ray's gonna. I can't wait for his handle to change. That might be the title for the episode, like Tony was saying. Probably is gonna be. But that's gonna take us through the trailer. Tony's licking his thumb. The banjo's already gone, Tony. You already, you already that you. You jumped the shark on that one, buddy. It's, you know. Y'all underestimate my power. Okay, Anakin. Uh, Let's leave. uh, (laughs) We are leaving the trailer park. We're going to take our second commercial break before we get. What's up? Sorry. Live news. Y'all know. Look, by now, y'all know. We do this on Sunday. Uh, The former First Lady, Rosalind Carter, has passed away today, 96 years old. Oh, no. God, well that sucks. And Jimmy's still wait, alive, right? Wait, wait oh, Jimmy's gonna live. Jimmy's gonna live to be two hundred. So okay. uh, maybe this might be one of those things where one goes, but yeah. one yeah. goes right after the other one does. She just, she's just gone way too young. Ninety six. Guys, I got news for you. If I make it to ninety, like all bets are off after ninety. If I'm on any medications, I'm stopping the medications. I'm gonna take up smoking and just whore myself out you're gonna be Burgess Meredith and grumpier old men right you you bet your ass and I'm gonna ride off into the fucking sunset man that that's gonna be it I got about six months to 43 I'd be thrilled I I made it to 50 and I'm still celebrating that so 55 next month you know what no one needs to know about that the doctor doesn't need to know about this shit right Tony Ray's taking pictures of us right now. Oh, thank Somebody. you. Ray. I'm not. I'm. I'm taking my fantasy team. Oh, yeah. oh, you just blinded me, motherfucker. Wow. Blinded like, by the it's light. It's like Ray's got an infinity stone on his okay. phone. That thing's what? so bright. Does anybody know the next line? Blinded by the light. What's the next line? It's not what you think it is. It's wrapped up like something in the motor. Like a deuce. Yeah, like a runner in the night. Everybody thinks it's. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, everybody thinks it's wrapped up like a douche. But it's revved up, revved like, up a, like a deuce. Another runner, runner in the night. Night, yeah. It's it's uh, a al- smuggling alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I that I know Patrick had the idea once to do like a five by five of like miss songs oh, with lyrics that you get wrong. Ramen when you need a cup. <laughs> but yeah, that one wrapped up like a douche. That's the one that everybody's like, what is he saying? Anyhow. Thank you, Tony, for that little bit of trivia here on Bandwagon Nerds. We're going to take our second commercial break at this point in time. And then when we come back, we're going to touch some news around the Nerdosphere and a very heavy, Marvel-heavy news around the Nerdosphere. You're listening to Bandwagon Nerds right here on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. 
Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back, folks, to Bandwagon Nerds here on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. It is time to get into some news around the nerdosphere, some interesting stories going on. Tunney's got something. What's what's up there, Tunney? No, I'm like, let's go. Oh, you're like, yes. I thought you were calling for the DDT. A uh, little call back to the Big Four project there. So, <laughs> um, first bit of news we want to get into, or I want to get into, is I'm, I'm going to turn this over to Ray first because I think Ray's a bigger. Is Ray back? He's back. Ray's here. I know he's back because they're booing him. Patrick uh, dialed, Patrick called that one in, by the way. Patrick don't love you like that, bro. You know that, right? <laughs> he just DM'd me. He said, boo Ray for me before the show's over. Yeah, there you go. Your wish is our command, Patrick. Um, I'm going to turn this over to you first, Ray, because I figure you might be a bigger Transformers fan than some of the... I don't know. Maybe you're not. I've never been a big Transformers fan, either the... Uh, not the toys, not the animation, not the movies. I don't know why they just have never appealed to me for, and I know I'm probably in the minority there, but um, we got the news that Peter Cullen, who's been the voice of Optimus Prime for many years, getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, and that's kind of a big deal. So, Raymond, well, oh, I, I oh, will wait, say, wait a second, no, hold on, DJ go. maybe we should let DJ talk, DJ talk first. DJ holding up first? His, why don't you guys go together? I mean, <laughs> you want to hold hands and yeah, do this? Sing Kumbaya. He has a it. girlfriend, sir. He's taking her. Ah, <laughs> no, hey, but no, OG, if you want to go before me, by all means. No, no, you go ahead, buddy. You go ahead. Um, well, I'll say this. Um, if in, in, in cinema and all forms of visual art, you probably can't name 10 more distinctive voices than this dude. That Optimus Prime voice is like distinctive. And so all of the different facets he's played it in, because he did it for the cartoons too, didn't he? He did some yeah, of the video man, games. The, yeah, that's the old eighties cartoons, the nineties stuff, the Beast Wars transformations. Like my boy's been in this heavy. You know, like he's the Mel Blanc of like aliens, I guess. Like so so he's it's well deserved. The Transformers movies get a bad rap because, of course, Mr. Bang, Bang, Boom, Boom, Shoot Him Up did him. And Shia has turned turned out to be, while good-hearted, a piece of shit. What can you expect, right? But those movies are not bad. They're fun movies. And um, largely it's because this dude is so able to have this straight-laced military voice but allows emotion to come through it in a way that you don't hear very often. Like, most... Voices that are, he doesn't have a gruff voice, but it's, but it's very militar, militaristic, his voice is. But yet, the emotion he can get through it, you almost feel like you feel what this fucking giant alien truck is, is going through. That's impressive to do with just your voice. You know, we talk all the time. I've told you guys over and over again, the greatest Batman of all time to me is um, my boy Kevin Conroy. Right. Because that is who I think of when I think of Batman. And the dude only played it once for like five minutes in one of the Arrowverse shows. So got to give him credit where credit is due. I do believe this is well deserved and well earned. And um, I think we need to continue to give more people from the voice medium. Hopefully as video games continue to grow 
and become more of a medium and more of a genre that gets the des- the deserved credit it deserves when it comes to voice acting. I hope this continues to grow and become more of a thing. Because people like this dude have made careers, and I can't tell you a movie he's ever been in. But I know when I hear that voice, instantly I'm like, oh, it's Optimus. So shout out to Peter Cullen. DJ, you've got a, uh, and for those of you, because we got, actually, I always forget, not always, but sometimes forget, we are not running video for Bandwagon Nerds, just amongst us and Ray, or excuse me, DJ's got a full-on Optimus Prime big-ass action figure. So let's see that thing again, DJ. Let's see it. There he is. That is, uh, I think, man. 20th anniversary of the animated movie. There's a matrix of leadership in his in his chest. That is badass. <clears throat> and I don't even watch the Transformers, but I know that's badass. So... DJ, your thoughts, you're obviously a fan. Um, your thoughts on this Lifetime Achievement Award for Peter Cullen. Uh, awesome. First of all, fuck you guys for sharing the article because all I saw on Twitter was Peter Cullen, and I'm like, wait a minute. Every time somebody shares something that's got somebody's name in a headline, I, because this is just how we're trained now, and this year we've had a lot of celebrities pass away, I thought the worst at first. I'm like, fuck you guys. I'm not emotionally ready to say goodbye to Peter Cullen. Thankfully, it was good news, and he is receiving this Lifetime Achievement Award. He, I was just eyeballs deep in Transformers as a kid. I was that age that they were shooting for when it first came out. Absolutely loved it. The animated movie Stands is one of my top five all-time favorite animated pieces you know, if, if, that I've ever watched ever. His voice was a large part of that. I was on the, uh, I was on the team when they killed off Optimus Prime in the in the animated movie, I was felt every way that I was supposed to. And you know, a lot of and, and I owe all of that to Peter Cullen. As as Ray said, he brought a military leader type feel to the voice while still emoting through that voice. And you know, he, he was a guy you would follow into battle if I were a Transformer. And and I love that about him and I love this award for him. Tony, you got any thoughts on uh, Peter Cullen as the lifetime? Tony's like, let's roll on. So throwing up the big X again. We're running long, and yeah. you can tell it on Tony's face. We're actually not. Back. We are not running long. Actually, <laughs> we're doing all right. He's like, hey, Tony. You've seen <laughs> the signals. You don't have to co- acknowledge the fact that I'm skipping over my turn. You can just keep going. <laughs> PC Tony. Like, why are Screw you that guy. the bus? No, that's it. see, that's the thing. Like, Patrick, where are you? Where's Patrick? <laughs> Looking under the chair. <laughs> Tony makes these motions while somebody's talking. I'm like, what is he talking about? I'm not even. Oh, wait, sure. Is he telling me to shut is up? He telling is he telling me to go? Or is he telling know, DJ? Say, he's something like the third base coach. You know the third base coach for Little League Baseball? Tony's out here. He's calling for a bunt. And I don't know what the hell any of it means. Tony calls for a suicide squeeze. There you go. <laughs> Hey, where's DP for the bell? You got a bell, right? Yeah, I got a bell for you. Here it is, right here. (laughs) All right. Um, moving on to the next story. This is one that came out last week. We didn't touch upon it, but I kind of came across this article from Destructoid, which got me thinking. So I know months ago, Tony, you saw Super Mario Brothers, the movie, and it made a little bit of money in the theaters, right? Just just a, just a touch, uh, like 10 times what the Marvels made, that sort of thing. But um, I remember at the time it got all of us thinking about 
what other video games could be adapted into like live action movies? And one of the more popular responses we had was Zelda. Why haven't they made a Zelda movie? Zelda would be a great idea for a live action movie. Well, lo and behold, last week we got news that they are in fact making a live action Legend of Zelda movie. Now, the complicated aspect of the things is at what point in the timeline are you going to tell this story? Because Zelda's got a very rich and detailed chronology to it. So we don't know where they're coming in. But I gave you guys this link to this article from Destructoid because they had some very interesting casting ideas for some of these people. And I kind of looked at it and said, that might be worth talking about. Tony, I will. I don't see any X, so I assume you're going to talk about this. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, we're not calling for the bunt yet, or it's it's a it's a ground rule double into the yes, Tony. Your thoughts first on the on the Legend of Zelda being made into a live action movie was this? Were you? I mean, we talked about it. Were you actually expecting it? And then we can kind of talk about some casting ideas. Why wouldn't you? And why wouldn't you pick the most popular and you know most sold uh, game and use that story? So whatever that is, to me, I would love to see the Super Nintendo story told. Uh, because that's the one that most, you know, uh, resonates with me. But it's going to be interesting. Uh, the casting's going to be tough. I think it's going to be criticized unless somehow they strike lightning in a bottle and it comes across for everybody the way they wanted it. I think Link is going to be the toughest one to do. But um, I think hardcore fans are going to show up in droves. Link's the one you got to get right because everything kind of branches off of him. And right. so which Super Nintendo, was that Link to the Past or or? I think so. Because I think like, you know, Ocarina of Time is probably the most recognized or at least critically recognized game. Yeah. But that's the N64. And that was the game. Was that GameCube? No, that was N64. GameCube was... Um, Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Ocarina of Time was N64. I'm pretty sure. Which one was on the GameCube? It was a good one, but it was the cel-shaded one where they're sailing around for long periods of time. I, I forget what the name of that was. But uh, Ray, your thought before we, you know, Tony will look it up, but your thoughts on... Um, right. Was I right? DP would be proud of me every once in well, a while. Yeah. Well, DP is the nerd we need here for this we one. We do. We, yeah. So call him up, Tony. Throw out your lifeline. Throw up the throw up the DP no, signal. So. Y'all can't call him because y'all in every show telling him to fuck that guy. That's true. No. He don't know. You go to call them now <laughs> when, you, when you want them. You can't There's bury no him and then say, never, never mind, DP. But uh, <laughs> Ray, your thoughts on Zelda. Live action Zelda coming sometime. We don't know when. Uh, your thoughts before we get into casting kind of ideas as to them bringing out of all the franchises. We talked about many of them. Is this the right move to bring this one out next? Makes me think Nintendo didn't want money waiting so long. It was genius. This, I'm, maybe, I'm, I'm 35, so I apologize if I'm wrong. But to my knowledge, Zelda's the first really RPG style game, right? It's close. Final Fantasy has existed, but for me, it was Zelda. So like it's one of the one of the first games you could ever save your game on. Yes. Yes. So why did it take 30, 40 years? <clears throat> like this should have been done a long time ago. So yes, it is absolutely genius to have this done. Especially when they just showed you that people care about this kind of stuff. Mario made a billion dollars. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. In the eyes of the great modern philosopher Brian Daniel Bryan Danielson. Yes. In all honesty, Dave, they should start at the beginning and run like six movies for it. 
yeah, Lord I, of the Rings, I mean, here we come. If you look at the actual, and the only reason I know this is because I try to play the Zelda games in chronological order, but Skyward Sword is like technically speaking the beginning. Now, if you want to turn that into a movie, I'm all for it because that's a great starting point. But um, yeah, I think Patrick mentioned it. I think it was last week's show where we we're talking about the first games where you could actually like save instead of like going to like an inn to save like Dragon Warrior slash Dragon Quest. You actually had to had or, or writing down a passcode, which what a pain in the ass that was where you could actually do things on memory cards or, or saves on the cartridges. But anyway, I turn it over to you, DJ, your thoughts on, on Zelda, the right time for them to be making a live action movie out of this. What probably Jesus top five, most beloved video game franchises anywhere ever. This is where I get the boo. I don't care. I've never played the first minute of the game. Um, that being said, I'll probably watch it, but I know absolutely nothing about legend of Zelda. So I, when am I getting my Mega Man movie? DJ, uh, where can people check you out on social media? before? I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm at P.O.D. Hates Deej. Yeah, at... <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's fine. You know, not at every... don't let the knob itch in the ass on the way out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I think it'll be fine. I, I'll wait for the first trailers, not knowing anything about it. If it's any type of sword and fantasy epic, I'm in because I like that kind of stuff. Well, and that's the thing. Right now, you look at some of the more popular series out there. They all kind of fall into like what I'm, what I imagine a Zelda series, right? Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, Wheel of Time, uh, Shadow and Bone, all that sort of shit that's out there right now that's very popular. It's like, man, this fits right into with all that stuff. You know, you can make it look like a lot of those shows and most of those shows are highly successful. So I think, yeah, this is a, a perfect time. I love the fact that they're going to turn Zelda into a, a live action. It is just a question of at what that is to me. In addition to casting, I agree with Tony. Casting is going to be the hardest part. The chronology, what point, what's the entry point into this thing where we're going to start this immense story um, and how does it dovetail off of that? Can we go? Because f- you started in the right place. And I know Ray just talked about how Star Wars is like the Bible. And a lot of us look at, you know, that as the I Ching of everything. But, you know, Star Wars basically started in the middle and they gave themselves the flexibility, flexibility to go backwards and forwards. Zelda might want to think about the same sort of thing. Let's start in the middle. In that way, Tunny's just left. So, <laughs> but if they start in the middle, then they go backwards and go forwards, and we can see where things end up. So, interesting. Uh, Tunny talked about casting, and this Destructoid article has some interesting ideas as far as some characters. I don't want to touch on all of them, but just like the main ones. Um, Link, they've got suggestions for Link Thomas Brody Sangster, Owen Teague, and Tom Holland. Uh, I don't know if I agree with any of those as far as like possibilities, but Ray Brody Sangster looks like Link. Does look he? at look at he looks like him, even down to the little button nose. Like look at the look at his, look at his picture. Just imagine him with long blonde hair. Okay, tell me and put an elf hat on top of him. Tell me that look like Link. Maybe, yeah, that that might work. Deej, you got any uh, any? Well, I know you don't watch Zelda, so may, yeah, never mind. So we'll just bypass DJ Tony. You got. <laughs> TJ throwing up the X. You got any thoughts as to who you would cast as Link? No, I'm not really into the young acting scene. I think it'd have to be a young actor, especially if you're going to try and age this movie out. What do you think of the kid who played um, in our favorite show? I, 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 I don't want to traumatize us by bringing this up, but Lock and Key, the kid who played, who was it? Bodie? Brody. Bodie. 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 Maybe. Is that too young? 
No, he's probably by the time they make the movie, he's probably Link's right age. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, sure. I, I just think it's somebody you're not going to know. Well, you remember my first initially before I saw this, my first thought was Timmy Chalamet. Why not? A little old though. He's twenty. He's twenty seven. Starting pretty late in the story there, then. He yeah, but he's twenty seven. Who looks like he could yeah, be? Link's Tom like Holland, Link's, Link's like in his early teens when the story starts, I believe. Tom Holland twenty six playing a high school kid. You can make it work. No, he was twenty three still after. Okay, you're right. My bad. Tobey Maguire was twenty eight playing a high school kid. <laughs> Like, you can make uh, it work. Ralph Macchio, anyone? That was 21 years ago. Ralph Macchio, Ralph, Ralph Macchio had his AARP card and was still playing the Karate Kid. Come on, dog. That's can we can we talk about the 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 uh, possible casting for Zelda though? Shout yeah. out to Sydney Sweeney, if you know what I mean. All right, that's one. Uh, Patricia Somerset, who's done the voicing for Zelda, she says she wants in. Uh, Florence Pugh and Rachel Zegler. Now. Florence Pugh, that's an interesting call. I could possibly see that one going. Um, who's Rachel Zegler? She's in the new Hunger Games movie coming up. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. She was she was a chick from um, um, What's That Story. Okay, right. And she, wasn't she in uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods? Wasn't she? Yeah, okay. I believe she is. Yeah, she was um, the, um, the god, the the, the youngest right. the younger sister. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that might work. Ray, you got any other thoughts about who you would probably put in the role of Zelda? Those three are good. They're emotive actresses who can really act. And like those of you who've never seen Sydney Swindy, if you've watched Euphoria, that, that baby needs a hug. She acts her ass off, right? So I, 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 all three of those are cool. I, I, again, the age we're, we're talking about. So nobody, Florence Pugh is like 35, but she looks like she's 22. So that's why, she, you know, I, somewhere around there, I, I, I have to think, man. But when I started going through these, I was like, yeah, these are kind of perfect. I didn't, I didn't even think of nobody else. Tony, you got any uh, ideas? Uh, you, you agree with the list here? Are they all good choices? You got somebody else in mind for Zelda? Because she's <laughs> almost as important as Link. Yeah, that's going to be interesting, too. I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's so tough because you can think of Zelda. I mean, Zelda has to have blonde hair right but you could always dye someone's hair like a jenna ortega or something if they wanted to get away from what they've been doing Uh, so i think that one's a little more wide open than a link you know i think the link's going to come down to the director's feel it's someone you don't know i'd say zelda gotta have blonde or brown hair i think you can get away with light brown and people wouldn't lose their damn minds about it but dj i know you got no thoughts on this so that's (laughs) chloe grace yeah if you're gonna get Tom Holland in there, do you get Zendaya in here as well, just for shits and giggles? Well, well Zendaya, she could be, she could play Zelda. She could. I got one for you. I got one for you. Uh, if you watch Cobra Kai, the chick that is like Miss Cobra Kai, Peyton List. Oh, is she like what's her name <clears throat> in the show? Tracy. I think the um, best thing they could do while well, Ray thinks, that's Tracy. Ray, you, you know what I'm talking Ray, about. Ray, you check it out, Ray. I want to give one thought here. I think the best thing they could do would be to cast. He's trying to get Optimus back in place. I'm just making sure he doesn't take a face bump off the... He might. So Tory, I think the best the way, thing Dave, Tory. would Tory. be to cast Link and Zelda with unknown up-and-coming actor and actresses. Fuck yes, thank God. Um, sorry, Pecker scored. It was more of a fantasy thing. Dub scored a touchdown, suck it, Ray. Um, we're in the same fantasy league. It's a friendly sucker. Oh, okay. Have- I was like... No Baltimore played already. I forget. Yeah, individual statute. Um. So 
I think the best thing they could do would be cast Link and Zelda with unfamiliar, very talented, up-and-coming, up-and-rising actors and actresses. And then all the big bads that like people will remember their name from different games with very familiar actors and actresses. I Can I say, I think while your idea is good, I, I don't think this is the right um, platform for that because... We're in the year 2023 where a lot of kids this age don't know what Zelda is. So right, I think this movie, this movie isn't made all for the kids, though. There is a I, ton of people that are older than me that played this when they were a kid that would like here in the film. So that way both genres get placated. No, I understand. I'm just saying I don't know if the platform is popular and big enough to get the money that it will make. I think your idea is what they should do for Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four should be unknown guys because the MCU can the connection can grow that. I think this guy definitely got to be people that that people that are known. I think. God damn, Ray! You know, in the business, we call that a segue, and Ray has made a perfect segue away from Zelda. Go ahead, it's a it's a seg, it's a segue. It's a segue. There you go. Okay, you redeemed like yourself. Wait a minute, that's a little. I don't. I, wait, hold on. Never have or will I need redemption, DJ. <laughs> Redemption. We need some redemption. There you go. Wow, um, the, the jokes just keep writing themselves they, they, today. They, they are. They are writing themselves. Let's talk into. Let's get into the MCU and talk about that. I was going to talk about Ganondorf casting ideas, but I want to keep this going because we've got some stuff to talk about with Marvel. Um, pretty big week for Marvel as far as news goes and casting and things. Let's talk first about the big news item that a strong suspicion that the MCU is moving away from Kang the Conqueror. Director of uh, the Kang Dynasty basically removed um, lots of rumors. The Jonathan Majors situation has not smoothed itself out, despite whatever we think about his tremendous role in Loki and what he did there. Still some problems, still some issues, and a lot of belief now that they are going to move away from Kang as being the big bad and focus somewhere else. And we'll talk about some of that as we go along. DJ, you were kind of quiet on the Zelda thing. I want to turn this over to you first. I know you're a big fan of the MCU. What do you think if this is true and they are moving away from Kang? Is that the right move at this point in time? Or what do you think? This is a tough call for me because I loved this guy's work. You know, I like I thought he was one of the best parts of uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania. I enjoyed his parts in Loki. But yeah, if there's still like a bad PR situation with his personal life and everything going on, I can see why they're pivoting here. Um, where they go from here, I don't know. But is there more to the story than that? Is this just a because the the interest level in the MCU movies has not been as high as it was for the for the uh, Infinity Gauntlet story? Um, so you know, obviously there's that. They may be pivoting for reasons other than Jonathan Majors personal problems. I may be looking at this going, okay, this isn't working as well as we had hoped it would. We need to figure something else out. The problem is, I, and I, I thought this early on, once I realized what the lack of a better word end game was, were they going to struggle post end game? And the answer appears to be yes. I mean, you spent 20 films over 10 years building to this big moment. The big moment happened and then half of the characters that everybody knew and loved are gone. And now, you know, you, we've got the, like this post end game, like, oh, you know, that, you know, post coitus on this on the end game. And now you're trying to introduce these new characters. And a lot of people, I don't think, have the emotion 
to sink their teeth into new characters. Now, I'm not one of those. I enjoyed the hell out of Shang-Chi. You know, I would love to see more of that. I mean, it pisses me off we haven't gotten a sequel yet. But there's been other things that, while I may have enjoyed them, I can understand why people didn't. Eternals. It gets better every time I watch it. Okay. It's... I, I consider it talk for another hour. I don't want to tie up the whole panel here because I know there's, you know, three more of you that want to talk. It'll be interesting to see where they go. I know at some point they were talking, uh, we, this, a lot of this may end up with secret wars. At what point do we introduce the Beyonder? Are we introducing the Beyonder? You know, that we've, we've introduced the Eternals and, you know, the, um, I just lost my train of thought. Um, somebody else take over because I'm well, fumbling I, I, I now. I did want to say before, I'll, I'll let Ray go next, but uh, Destin Daniel Credit. Cretin is the guy who's taking up Shang-Chi too. He's doing Wonder Man. He was going to do Kang Dynasty. He stepped down, but he's still doing the other projects, which I think is a big red flag at this point, as far as like, you know, pivoting away from Kang is like, well, he's stepping down from this, but staying on on the other ones. That's <clears throat> indicative that there might be a bigger problem at foot here. Ray, I'll turn it over to you now. Uh, the writing's certainly suggestive on the wall that they are moving away from Kang and, you know, we've wondered about this. I know you're not very happy about this, but um, what do you think of what's going on over there? Man, I'm, I'm torn because I am, I'm a father of three girls. Um, I love my girls very, very much. I consider myself an advocate for women. I consider someone who believes when a woman says she was abused. I believe I try to believe them. I believe in all of the things that I, you would want a man to believe for the other sex. I also believe in facts and all of the facts of, of uh, Jonathan Major's case look like he was the victim in the situation and not the aggressor. However, all these other situations involved in his case show that while this time he may have been the victim and all the other times he's been a dick. So I'm torn because if you can't like the, the legality of this isn't done yet. The trial don't start for another 10 days. So if the legality of this is still in flux. What do you do with his professional life? You have banked the entirety of your phase, these the, the entire three phases, on him being the big bad. So much so that the name of the next Avengers movie, the first one since Endgame, is called Avengers The Kang Dynasty. So to just pivot from him, not just Jonathan Majors, the actor, but the character of Kang, it's disappointing for me as a fan who likes continuity and continuance and, and, and consistency. I don't like recasting, but I would much rather them recast than get rid of the character. Another thing that annoys me personally, and this is a major annoyance for me, for those of us who know the story of Secret Wars, Secret Wars is a story about one human being and one human being particularly, Victor Von Doom. So for people trying to say, well, they're, well Marvel's pivoting to go to Doom. No, that was the plan the whole time. If you know what Secret Wars is, Doom was supposed to, was, uh, if, we, if you follow the story, Doom would probably ascend to power in Secret Wars and then be a menace for Phase 3, or Phase 7 and 8, or whatever you want to do. Because you know what comes right before those movies? Fantastic Four. So, like, to, to, to try to, to change the narrative that, oh, hey, we hear you guys complaining, we're going to pivot. No, bitch, you were going to do this the whole time. Don't play that game. Call it what it is. Call the spade a spade. I'm ultimately disappointed and upset. I, I am a person who believes in MCU. Just at my job the other day, we hired a new dude. Love the guy. Awesome dude. He was like, yeah, man, I haven't watched since Endgame. You know, I, I, I haven't liked anything since Endgame. I think it's trash now. Okay. Have you seen any of the movies? I've seen some of them. 
Have you seen Shang-Chi? Yeah. What'd you think? Well, yeah, it was a good movie. Hmm. Have you seen Black Panther 2? Yeah. What'd you think? Yeah, it's pretty good. Hmm. Have you seen Eternals? Yeah. What'd you think? You know what? I kind of liked it. Hmm. I'd give you Thor Love and Thunder. Nobody seems to have liked that the way they have. But basically every other movie, big dog, you've liked. So what the fuck do you not like about faith, about Marvel? And that's how, so, so it's bothering me that this is becoming the rhetoric now. And this is going to further that rhetoric, having to pivot from the linchpin of this series. I'm sorry, Tony. Go ahead, man. Tony. I, I like Thor Love and Thunder. Then you have no, nothing further to say in this panel. You know. I, I don't know. I just threw that out there. I don't think I liked it too, but uh, <laughs> it was fine. I didn't dislike it. Was it. Fine. I didn't dislike it. I I just think we get hung up too much on what we're expecting to see, and that's the problem. Uh, they they have something they have in mind, and the funny thing is, like Immortus, we just got Immortus, right? That that's also Kang, kinda in a sense. In a yeah, yeah. I mean, you could say that. So you talking about DC Immortus from Doom Patrol? You weren't you weren't paying attention. No, I was, but like, dog, come on, man, it's Howard Howard the Duck all over again, big dog. Howard the Duck is a Howard the Duck is a tremendous DC character, right, Tony? I mean, that's I'm saying Tony's no selling the shit out of that. If if I was as ruthless as y'all were, which I could be, (laughs) and twice as much, yeah, now you get it. I don't even have to finish the sentence. Continue. I, none of that shit made any sense. What the fuck is he talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm lost. Bills are going to be no. paid. Bills are going to be paid. No, Ray, no, Ray, Ray got it. I, I swear to God I did but okay. Let's go with that. Uh, I did. This, yes, this, this I, represents I, I, the stack of Tony's receipts right now. Next week, when Badger gets back, it's going to be a whole brand new bandwagon. <laughs> we all about to get fired. <laughs> Not me. I'll I'll, re- I'll retire. That's okay. You know. Then then. But Patrick can't get uh, into uh, into WordPress, so that creates some issues. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Greg, would you fix that shit? Yeah. By the way, jeez, Greg, what's guy? It's like it's you start to wonder like why is Greg not letting Patrick back in? It's it's, it's a little curious, Tony. Uh, uh, I'm just saying. I've tried. I can't. I have nothing to do. With it. It's only one man. One man. One man alone. Oh. All well, be best friends, huh? Let's uh, let's move on to some of the some of these other stories because about six months ago, Tony and I were doing it one of these one of bandwagoners when Patrick was out for something else, and we were talking about fantastic forecasting rumors. And Tony and I got so frustrated with these bullshit stories that he and I made a pact with each other that we were not going to talk about any more fantastic forecasting rumors till they officially announced something. But. <laughs> Tony's mouthing in the background with me. This week we got a casting rumor that actually seems to have some legs to it and doesn't feel like just the uh unsubstantiated nonsense that we were getting six months ago. So I think PC Tony and I, whether we, we didn't discuss this ahead of time, but we kind of acknowledge that okay, let's break our silence and talk about this because the big rumors, there are two huge casting rumors coming out of the Fantastic Four. One of them is that Din Djarin himself from straight off the last of us from fighting fucking cordyceps infested zombies. Pedro Pascal is slated to become Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four. Also, at the same time, stories have now emerged. Now, this one I kind of like don't put as much credibility in, but it could be true. Javier Bardem, no country for old men, is slated to become Galactus in the Fantastic Four. Um, Now, first off, as far as. Galactus, as long as it's not a big old stupid cloud, I'm all for it. 
I think Javier Bardem could be great at that. But I want to talk about Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards first. And I want to turn it over to Tunny first off, because I know, Tunny, like I said, you and I kind of couched things. We weren't going to talk about this, but this seems to have some merit. The John Krasinski fans are pissed off about this. What do you think about this, Tunny? Can Pedro Pascal be Reed Richards? I'm okay with Pedro Pascal. Uh, I'm also now okay with John Krasinski, actually, even though I said that it wouldn't be, because I don't think it's going to be um, Kylo. Who's Ky- Kylo? Uh, yeah, come uh, on. Adam Driver. Uh, Driver uh, anymore. But uh, I thought Galactus was supposed to be um, Antonio Banderas. I hadn't heard that. Uh, well, why, I, they, why they got to get Spanish dudes to play? Well, hold on, Galactus. hold on, Ray. This is no, no this that's is no a joke. rumor we've heard. This is no joke. That's a rumor we've heard. Him, and, him and Bardem, yeah. No, there's we've a, heard that rumor, right, Dave? We have. And there's a story going around right now that somebody asked Kevin Feige about why Pedro Pascal, why Javier Bardem. He said that Fantastic Four, and this is what I got. Take this with a grain of salt. Too white. Too white. Too white. Tony heard it too, that he felt Fantastic Four was too white, and we needed to get some minorities in there you know maybe not go the michael b jordan as a human torch thing with the you know white half sister stepsister you know maybe we're not gonna go down that path but um yeah i don't i don't know i mean javier bardem antonio banderas pedro pascal yeah maybe it works Uh, i'm not sure but ray i know you're not in the camp of pedro pascal to play reed richards he's got Garbage. Yeah. Garbage, Dad. Okay. Basura, papi. Oh, catch the ball, you biscuit. Um, Damn it. Look, I love Sorry. Pedro. Pedro may be the hottest actor in the game right now, so I love to do. And I mean, no disrespect saying I don't want him. But number one, I want Marie Richards to be a little younger because I want him to grow with the MCU. Number two, that dude can't have every goddamn thing. Come on, bro. So you're talking about his too white, which the MCU for the most part is. I got a name that's right in front of our faces. That has been one of the most disrespected top-level actors that nobody's even thinking of, and he's also not white. John Boyega. That's the guy I've said should be Kang. If you want to recast Kang, John Boyega. Okay. I mean, there and there is there is some similarities physically. I you can make it work. He's fantastic, and he he has range. But I'm just thinking of a dude who's in that height range, who can stretch, who can play the loose smart dude, but can also like get tough when he needs to get tough. I I just don't see Pedro Pascal, man. I just don't see it. I love him. And I and I, I still stand by the fact that Adam Driver should be doomed, personally. Um, I'm not against Javier Bardem as Galactus. I am fervently against Galactus being the big bad of the week in the Fantastic Four movie. Miss me the fuck with all of that. No, 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 no. As they say in Spanish, no. Um, but other than that... Wow. Uh, what's up, Tony? Well, you, okay, go ahead. You want to quit out? We can we can quit out. Go ahead. We can keep moving. We're gonna move. More on. interesting. Well, I think, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I think, and you and I kind of talked a little bit in the or in the chat about your concerns about Galactus being basically Ultron Redux, right? Where he's in there for one movie, then he's gone. And I agree with you. If you're going to bring in Galactus, you've almost if you're pivoting away from Kang and you're bringing in Galactus. There ain't no bigger bad out there than Galactus. And and Dave, for all of the negative about Ultron, and I love Age of Ultron the movie. I'm a Hawkeye guy. Y'all know this. At least he was an Avengers level threat. This dude fighting the team of the week. And there's not disrespect for Fantastic Four, but it's not a team up movie because they're one entity. They work. They rock together, right? 
he should be, everybody should be like, yeah. You know the fear that struck in people's hearts when Cersei was talking to Black Knight and then the motherfucker just looked in the earth and was like, hey, you guys. Like, that's what Galactus should be. But to be like, oh no, yeah, he came and he went, he's gone in the same in the same movie. And Dave's talking about, oh, well, at least we get Silver Surfer. I don't want Silver Surfer if that's what we're going to do to Galactus. I, I don't think you bring in Galactus and just have him gone in one movie. That would be that would be irresponsible. And Feige's not. <clears throat> and the only reason Ultron got done that way is because, and I firmly believe it's because they didn't have the rights worked out. They, if they had all the rights and they had Fantastic Four and they had X-Men, you would have seen a totally different movie. That would have been totally different. Uh, want to turn it over to, oh, I love Sam Howell throwing an intercept pick six in the closing moments to blow it for the commanders. That's awesome. Uh, but DJ, turn it over to you. Your thoughts on this casting Pedro Pascal about for Reed Richards, Javier Bardem, possibly Galactus. What do you think, man? Uh, I'm pretty much on the same page Ray is with a lot of that. Uh, the only difference being part of the dynamic between Reed Richards and Sue Storm originally in the comics was the age difference between the two. And a lot of the problems that arose when you're looking at personal um, relationship dynamics, a lot of the problems that they came across as a married couple came about because of the the age gap between the two of them. They, they were almost a generational gap. Her in one mindset of thinking, him being a, a you know a, a nerd and a professor, and his method of thinking. So a lot of their you can build some good um, family drama around that. Um, I, but again, piggybacking off of Ray, I love Pedro. He does not need to be in every big property out there. Um, yeah, I, I love the guy. I love everything he's done, but let's, let's find somebody else. I hope that Galactus is not the main bad of the movie, because again, I think you're, you're wasting a global event on hero of the week. This dude, this dude eats, this dude eats worlds. Like Tony eats brats. So what are we talking about? Wow. That's a Milwaukee joke, by the way. I think that was pretty decent. Thank you. Tony's all in on that thing. Um, go ahead, PC. You got something else to add? Yeah, two or three, at least, in the sitting. Oh, brats or two or three things you want to add to this sitting? No, brats. That was uh, it. All right. I, I'm with you. I'm just, I'm just clarifying things. But Your Brats sound good. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> uh, the last casting thing I want to talk about, and we all kind of raised an eyebrow at this one and said, huh? Steven Yoon. When last we saw him, he was uh, well. He was in he was in Nope, but he was also getting his head bashed in in Walking Dead as Glenn. Um, now he's going to be Sentry in the Thunderbolts. Sentry, who does DJ? I'll turn it over to you first. Do you give two shits about Sentry? Absolutely, no one asking for the Sentry in any property right now. This I I I, 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 I set him up there with Madam Web that we talked about earlier. <laughs> Why? 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 Uh, Tony, you got your finger up. What are you adding? But then why? Why could you reach behind you and pull a sentry fig from your wall? I don't have a sentry fig on my wall. No, you do not? Not according no. to that. Oh, that one guy who asked you on Twitter the other day, you posted, what is that a figure of? That's Springer. Yeah. That's from the first animated... It was Springer. Okay, my bad. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a fucking Transformer. They're a, little, they're a <laughs> different universe, but it's all right. Uh, Ray, you, you know, got accused. You got accused. You got accused. Oh my God! Accuse me of having a century. I'm offended. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna mute myself for like 30 seconds here. Go, <laughs> go scream at the wall, Daryl. DJ, excuse. Oh God, damn it! I said his real name. Shit. Ray, you give Don't a shit about century. So, to DJ's point, I, I, DJ, I love you. We've been a lock and step all show. This is why we have to deviate. The major difference between Century and Madam Web is 
There's no movie called Century. He is one of a group of nine. Do you know what I'm saying? The movie is not built around Century. So I am here for using him because of the connection with the um, Cap and the Super Soldier Serum and all this stuff, but also the Void. We talk every episode about how Marvel needs better villains. The Void can't be a villain in a... In a we talked about Big Bads of the Week with Galactus. The Void is a Big Bad of the Week. I, I, don't, I don't see a problem throwing him in the Thunderbolts and letting him just, you know, like, if, 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 if this conversation was about Century being the next movie on Disney+, Plus, have a problem with it. But it's not. Hey there. All right. We've got, we got a guest appearance for, or no, she's Tony, you got, you got anything other than how many brats are we eating today? Or you got anything else to add about that? You don't it's care. It's never a bad thing when you have a brat. Yeah. You don't care I mean, about century. Yeah. No, I mean, DJ wants to hide behind renaming whatever he thought his century doll <laughs> was back there. That's fine. It's not a big deal, but uh, he was called out and uh, it's there. Uh, apparently I'm a closet. I'm a closet century fan. Is that what I am? Yeah. There you go. Uh, okay, I'm closeted. I'm a closeted Century fan. Got it. Uh, I I didn't add this to the rundown, but I did want to just touch on it real quick. Remember last week we were talking about Tom Hiddleston saying that he was done as Loki, and then he he was on what it was it Jimmy Fallon. He was done as Loki, and then he comes out with his tweet that says it'd be irresponsible for anybody to assume that he's done as Loki. I, it's like wait a second, what the hell's going on, Tony? Wh- what do you think? I think that that means what he's done with the conclusion of Loki will continue on in the Marvel universe. I don't think that necessarily he'll be playing anything new or, or that hasn't happened before. Um, that's just my take because he said it ended uh, 14 years of his life. Right. So, you know, to read into that and expect he's going to come back and play something different. I think his possession of time and being the owner of the time stone now, basically, and, and that's what it meant. It, it will imagine that you're going to see him as Loki in certain ways, but not him acting <clears throat> uh, specifically in a scene. It's fair enough. Uh, DJ, you got any thoughts on uh, Tom Hiddleston? Maybe done as Loki, maybe not done as Loki. Yeah, I agree with Tony. I think we see him in some capacity. You just made Loki as a character now a central cornerstone of the entire MCU, just being that he's in control of the timeline now. You know, and so at some point you have to address that. He has to come back into play. But he's also he's an actor and that's a character. They could go another five, ten years and not need him. And then just randomly for whatever movie, hey, we need to borrow this guy. Let's bring him back in. It's been enough times past. He's gotten it out of his system. He can come back and play it with a certain amount of just relaxation, not knowing that he's now committed to this again for X amount of movies, X amount of projects. He can come in and do the one-off every now and then. And he has the freedom to come in and kind of play in that sandbox and jump back out whenever he wants. Good point. Good point. Ray, you got any thoughts on Hiddleston? Maybe in, maybe out. It, it'd be, it would behoove him to continue to say maybe, but he's done. I just, you can, you don't know, close I like, door. yeah, don't close the door, but the door's closed. And, uh, I, I walked away, so I missed everything you were saying. But the little last bit I got, you mentioned because of what he did, you think you'd have to get back to him. The, Loki set him up, set himself up literally to the point where if he ever moves again, the timelines are gone. He has to hold those for eternity. Glorious purpose? There's no more higher purpose than that. So if he moves, like if he, if, if your boy sneezes because he get an itch on his nose, oop, there go a whole billions of people. Like, he got to hold that thing forever. So I doubt anybody coming to go have a conversation with your boy. He can't go get no coffee. 
can't take a, a pee break. Like he is done for eternity. So yeah. sorry. Man, if you can't piss again for eternity, that doesn't sound like fun at all. That's I mean, a bad day at the office. That is a bad day. Yeah, Tunny's already squirming in his chair. That's so bad. Guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Bandwagoners. Before we get out of here, though, last last thing I wanted to ask you guys. It's a twofer. Go to Tunny first. What you watching and what you playing? Because I know we're all playing stuff lately, so I will turn it over to one PC Tunny first. What you been watching? And I know you were playing something earlier, so what are you playing? Uh, I The OG Fortnite board is out, so I've been playing that. It's been a good time. Um, just to go back and remember the old map. And then what you watching? Apparently, um, so I, I went out to the driving range yesterday and had a couple beers and then came home and I was put video gaming and, and apparently I watched Blue Beetle, but I don't I don't remember any of it. So I'll have to Ray, watch it again. Ray quoted a line some shit from Blue Beetle earlier. So apparently yeah, like some a, of that sunk a, in. The only thing I remember is George Lopez and a big blue sword. That's it. That's pretty much that, half the movie. That is that is at least half the movie. That's true. Yeah. DJ. Turn it over to you. What you watching? What you playing, if anything? Uh, what you watching? I am trying to catch up on wrestling. I'm a couple weeks behind on everything. We're getting ready to... So Survivor Series is literally a weekend away. I am so far behind. I'm also doing some stuff for the Big Four Project on the Attitude of Aggression podcast. I got to catch up on that. Uh, what am I playing? Uh, the Metal Gear Solid uh, for, uh, 1 the, the, the multi-pack dropped, and I have fully, that's my single favorite video game series ever, and I'm immersing myself in that, playing Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, and Metal Gear Solid 3, almost like, I just rotate out depending on my mood. So are those the games that are in the set, the first three? Yeah, it's got the first three, but it's also got the original two, like, what, 18 to 12, 16-bit Metal Gear games, like where the whole thing spawned from. Does it have the bad English too? All your base belong to us, that sort of thing. No, it's. Uh, I think they cleaned it up. Oh, no, in the in the original games, yes. Yeah. Oh, sweet! That's awesome. I was hoping that you can't clean that up. That it, it totally takes away from the greatness of Metal Gear if you're cleaning right. up the the shitty English <laughs> translations. That's awesome. Yeah, Metal Gear is one of my favorite franchises too, and and especially like Metal Gear Solid Four, which had these hour long cutscenes. It's like this is a fucking movie going on here. I mean, it was ridiculous. Ray, what you watching? I don't know if you're playing anything, but if you are, you can let us know. This is sad, but it took me two weeks to beat Sniper Wolf and and Metal Gear Solid, and I'm ashamed of that now. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, because that yeah that game gave me hell back in the day. Oh, me um, too. Um, I'm not really playing anything right now, but me and my daughter have been really big on Wheel of Fortune recently. We, I got a Wheel of Fortune game. I got the a game table that's like it's maybe three feet by three feet touchscreen and so we buy we can play games on that so we've been big on will of fortune i've been busting the head open with that game um so shout out to that um as far as what i'm watching of course invincible tunning i don't know if you caught snl last night with momoa i missed it i'm gonna catch up on it today jason momoa the aquaman um but um that's pretty uh, nothing really right now i can think of off the top of my head that's been big i have I've, i'm starting to get in the lincoln lawyer the, the show not the movie but the show Lincoln Logs? The Lincoln Lawyers are... Lincoln Logs. Yeah, the they Link- it notches at the end. You can do different things. Generation difference, if you can tell. Unfortunately, I know exactly what he's talking about. DJ and I are still oh, playing, I with Tink- We're playing with Tinker Toys, right, DJ? Yes, sir. Oh, oh I know what it is, too, but yeah, we stopped Joe's buying over. them. when Joe's definitely over now. <laughs> Tinker Toys have been mentioned. It's time to bail out of here. Uh, as far as me, I've been watching uh, Wheel of Time, which I'm still enjoying, and that's got... 
that. I'm almost done with season two. That's actually turned into a really good show, very much. Uh, Game-wise, mostly EA Sports PGA Tour, which I know makes Tony very happy. So that's right. And uh, I will say shout-out. We had played a very unique board game uh, like last week where it was a game called Dungeon Fighter. It's like a game where you're doing a dungeon crawl, but your hits are based on like rolling dice. And you it's actually a dexterity game. The dice have to hit the table first, then hit this target board to show how many points you have. And every once in a while, the game will change and force you to do like, it's like fucking, is this Twister or something like this? Forces you to do stuff like throw it under your leg, bounce it off your head, do some impossible shit to try and make it. Yeah, exactly. That's right. It's it's the most unique board game that we've played in a while. And we almost got to the end and then we lost. So AJ needs to incorporate that into uh, t- uh, trivia on DWI. Just, uh, you know, which one do you want to pick? I don't know. Bounce the pen off your head or something wherever it lands. Tony's saying something. I don't know. Eh, that's going to do it for this episode of Bandwagon Nerds, guys. Before we cut out of here, I do want to say wishing everybody, uh, wishing you guys especially, wishing Mr. O'Dowd, we know what he's playing. It's called Baldur's Gate 3. In fact, I even gave him that link for that portable PlayStation so he could actually have played it with them, but then he'd never make it to the parks. We'd never, never see, seen it. We'd never see him again. Um, but I did want to wish you three gentlemen and our fearless leader, Mr. O'Dowd, a very happy Thanksgiving Wishing all of our listeners out there, all 26 of you, a very happy Thanksgiving uh, because we won't talk to you again until after the holidays. But I will turn it over to our very special guest this week first. DJ, where can people check you out on social media, man? Uh, you can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at The Mindless Pod. You can listen to The Mindless Wrestling Podcast on Saturdays on the Chairshot Radio Network to be found on thechairshot.com. Raymond S. Cashington, the original variant, the OV, not OG. You're the OV. Ah. Oh, oh, oh. Add that to the handle. Um, yeah, you know, uh, if you want to see me and my homies play with Lincoln, play with some Lincoln Logs, holla at me at www.photobucket.com slash it's Ray Cash. R-A-Y and Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. Tony, where can people find you on social media when you're not being outraged at certain aspects of the show? <laughs> Follow me at PC Tony. Um, I'm looking forward to next week. Um, we're going to have a little special uh, chair shot NFL meets DWI. I believe Dave's going to be there. I believe Ray's going to be there. Uh, I believe Chris Platts and, and Andrew Belaz will be on a podcast for the first time. So where I'm uh, be? I, know, I know DJ's out of town. But if you can uh, grab a phone and jump on Skype, you know when we record. And uh, I'll just say, you know, can't wait to get into the holiday season. I love my holiday shows. Well, where am I going to be, though? Wednesday, 6.15. You're like, I'm going to be where I'm at. So Eastern. Eastern. Damn, we can't, we can't get a break for the fucking holiday? Well, the holiday's on Thursday. It's Wednesday. Yeah, I but might jump in. Know. We're going to be on the road Come at six fifteen. You know, you know, Greg DeMarco. I think I'll piss my girlfriend Greg off. Greg DeMarco me to do a does not get. Greg DeMarco does DJ not get. Jumping breaks. on the road, bro. Let's go. Andrew oh. already messaged me. DWI, blah blah blah. I thought NF- for sure Tuddy was going to say, "I can't wait for next week so Patrick comes back and I don't have to deal with this shit anymore." So that's what that's what he was thinking. He just didn't want to say it. I I always love when you put words in my mouth, Dave. <laughs> Ray switches. He switches handle perfectly. <laughs> you were the man. Uh, as far as me, you could follow me on t- Twitter slash X, whatever the hell you want to call it, at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude AGG. Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Threads and Instagram when people aren't trying to hack my account. At Attitude of Aggression, all one word. 
And of course, if you are like PC Tunney and you are outraged with some of the shenanigans on this Don't show today. Do Don't do it. You you wanted to call that man in today. Don't do it. You know what? We'll let we'll let DPP off the hook today. Send your hate tweets to this week only to at it's the real C Platt because it's, you know. Hey. Because why? He don't listen. That's right. That's going to do it for this week, kids. Until next week, get yourselves out of the basement unless there's too much snow out there. Get some fresh air. Enjoy turkey or whatever you're going to have. Happy Thanksgiving. We will catch you next week for another edition of Bandwagon Nerds. So long, everyone. Oh, yeah. By the way, happy Diwali, y'all. We missed that this week, too. Yeah, that too. Thanks, Ray.